0: to the Homicide Homegirls podcast, a true crime podcast examining the true crime cases that fascinate and intrigue us. I'm Arielle. And I'm Amanda. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. us.
1: We can't wait to share the details of this wild episode with you. Happy Wednesday, listeners. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. What's up?
0: Still cannot believe it's already September. Well, by the time this comes to me. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I feel like 2020 has simultaneously dragged on forever, but gone by super quickly this
1: year has been absolute trash i'm not even uh, sure yeah, about same. it
0: <laughs> but like looking back on 2020 it's hard to believe like so much has happened this year
1: you know 2020 the gift that
0: keeps on giving
1: not y'all the other day i texted ariel and she was like take it back but let me tell you what i said i was like um <laughs> i was like you know everybody keeps waiting for 2020 to be over but like what if it continues into 2021 and she's like no you take that back right now so like <laughs> she's putting the bad juju on us like ever, you know we kind of waited for 2019 to end and to be quite honest with you um at new year's last year i got shot um i got shot by two fireworks oh you did yeah and i was like maybe that's just like you know the icing on the cake to 2019 but no it was clearly indicative to what kind of year i was gonna. it was have.
0: foreboding
1: yes you knew i was gonna throw that word in there yeah. today
0: oh my god i read this thing on facebook the other day it was like i know what happened in 2020 clearly baby shark opens the gates of hell
1: <laughs> i feel like baby shark's been around a couple years though
0: yeah it has it has but it was still funny but anyway like literally after lsu winning the national championship in january go tigers it has been literally all downhill yeah like since
1: then so, that's the only literally the only good thing that's yeah, happened this year yeah so like and next that was we January. 14 13 yeah like very yeah very so we January. had we got a good two weeks in and then yeah. it was like you know screaming. And it was like <clears throat> yeah
0: um but like next year we're 100 percent celebrating our 30th birthdays again because this year was a dud and i want to do over
1: cancun 2021 yes, here we yes. come
0: and i'm also so thankful today that no one can actually see us because my right eye is so freaking swollen from having a sty. it's a super cute look
1: yeah yeah so
0: but i digress so now for today's episode, um, today we're heading to Minnesota, which is a first for us. So I'm excited about that because it gives us a little bit more diversity yep. as it relates to location. And that's what, we've been trying
1: to check those boxes off. Yeah.
0: Today's case was actually a recommendation from one of our listeners, Allison J. from St. Paul, Minnesota. So thanks, Allison. Thanks,
1: girl. Thanks for listening, too. Yeah.
0: Today, we're going to dive into the mysterious circumstances surrounding the disappearance and eventual death of 24-year-old Ralph Bell from Stillwater, Minnesota.
1: I didn't realize he was so young. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. This one's really sad. I
1: mean, they all are. Yeah.
0: So, Stillwater is a relatively small town that had a population of about 18,000 as of the 2010 census. Mm Mm-hmm. So Stillwater is located on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin, mm-hmm. like right across the St. Croix River from Wisconsin. And Stillwater is located like relatively close to a few cities that most people are probably more familiar with. Um It's about sixteen miles from St. Paul, Minnesota, which okay. is the capital, and twenty three miles from Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is the home of the Vikings.
1: Mm-hmm. Wait, um, is that which one's the twin cities?
0: minneapolis oh yeah i think so if we're wrong don't come for us but i think it's minneapolis um there's probably another one because it's twin cities.
1: is it snowy i don't think it's st paul i had a layover there one time
0: what are you gonna look it up yes
1: because i don't want to be wrong yeah wrong i don't minneapolis st paul oh is a major metropolitan area i knew across i I thought it was built around the mississippi river holla oh yeah we're the bottom there's the top get out connections right anyways so now that we've
0: all gotten a little bit of a geography lesson everyone wake up yeah everybody wake up because you know you probably fell asleep from that but um first i want to talk about ralph bell's background so while doing my research on ralph's case i came across a roseville city council meeting and roseville is connected
1: wait can i ask before we get started yeah Um, Since you do have this mysterious, and I Mm -hmm. often notice trends between these types of cases and the ethnicity of the victim, is this a white man or a black man? He is an African
0: American
1: male. Yes. Um,
0: So I came across a Roseville City Council meeting where there was a local community advocate who spoke on behalf of Ralph and his family. And she they were like demanding answers
1: so this was after his death
0: yes or disappearance
1: or whatever yes this was
0: after his death and the name of the advocate was her name is miss nicole holiday and so i took a chance and looked her up on facebook and i found her and i messaged her about ralph's case and so she
1: has no relation to him or his family no No.
0: but she's a community advocate so like she'll she um, goes hard yes like hard in the paint like Mm -hmm. she will go to bat for these victims um she works a lot with the african-american community and um those wrongfully killed by okay. police officers um i know she has a relationship with philando castile's um
1: family and wasn't george floyd from the same area yeah she
0: yeah that happened in minnesota she is connect she um has been in contact with george fan, george's family a lot okay
1: um, okay, okay. Yeah. I like, see you.
0: Yeah, like, she talked to um, Brianna Taylor's aunt. Oh. And, like, there's a ton more, like, but she's very, very involved, and she's very passionate about it. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, girl, you are literally doing God's work.
1: An because... angel.
0: Yes, yes. And I tell her that all the time. And I feel like we're very um, kindred spirits, just like, and I've told you this, but, like, from us messaging back and forth, like, we're very alike in many ways Mm -hmm. you know and um we just kind of connected
1: you Mm -hmm. know like homegirl nicole
0: yeah exactly gotcha she's our newest honorary
1: Mm -hmm. homegirl um
0: so yeah like we just kind of connected over ralph's case and actually (laughs) i I feel like it was kind of fate because literally like a few days after i added her and messaged her um she kind of got some Trolls on her page about this was the um, Cameron. What's his name? Cameron Cannon. Cannon. The little it. white yes, five little year boy. old. Yeah, like she had posted about it and basically saying like it's it's not about you know white and black. Like yeah, it's both tragic, but it's about justice. Like
1: um, don't um, don't get me started on that because those two cases are nothing alike. Exactly,
0: and that's basically what she was saying. Like. It's about justice, you know. And anyway, so she got some trolls, Mm -hmm. basically like naturally, yeah. Like she got some trolls messaging her like really hateful stuff. So like she had to make it to where like if you're not her friend, you can't message her. Okay. So I've told her like, wow, like it was obviously meant, right? Like it was meant for us to connect because you know it
1: the timing was yeah, perfect. yeah yeah because
0: you know i told her i was like i'm so glad that i messaged you when i did because when all that other stuff happened because her post i don't know if it went viral but it was shared like a bunch i don't know what technically is considered viral but like it was shared a bunch of times
1: okay
0: and um yeah so like naturally you're gonna get trolls and people being hateful and, oh yeah you know so
1: difference of opinions but anyway fine, yeah but- yeah
0: but like the whole point is you know i feel like it was meant for us to connect so, you know, I messaged her and contacted her about Ralph's case, and I told her I was really moved by what she said. You know, at the mm-hmm. meeting, and um, she had the whole case file, and she was like, you know, let me check with Ralph's mom and make sure that they're okay. You was know, was this um,
1: count? Was it a council meeting? Yeah, council yeah. meeting video. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna get that from you. That's
0: yeah, cool. I, yeah. I'll I, and if anybody else wants to see it, I'll post the link. Mm-hmm. She is like. I know we don't curse, but she is a badass, so...
1: (laughs) I love people like that. (laughs) Like, straight savages.
0: Yes. Yes, like, she does not play. And you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Um, Spoiler alert. There's some... There's gonna be some audio in Mm -hmm. this episode, so you'll hear it. Okay. And, you know, everyone else. So, anyway, um, she put me in contact with Ralph's family, and she's... His mother, um, Ralph's mother, her name is Miss Korea Taylor, um, she gave... Nicole her blessing to send me the case file because they just want justice, they want coverage, they want you know, people talking about it Um, and we're going to touch on all that but um, sorry I've kind of gone off on a tangent about Nicole but like I just feel like we just connected, you Mm -hmm. know? So anyway, I had the pleasure of speaking with Ralph's mother and his sister Mm -hmm. and so I was able to get some like first hand background information on who Ralph was as a person Mm -hmm. and a lot of times, unless you do talk to the family, you know this, you can't get detailed background information, but right. I feel like that's super important to humanize the victim and to make it about how they lived and who they were as a person yes, and not what happened to them. In oh.
1: episode six, Taylor yes, Taylor exactly. Williams' mom did the same thing. She had something typed up. Yeah, I didn't talk to her on the phone, but she had something hit, you know, how he loved playing ball. It just right. makes them human and right. not a picture on a... A news article or a, a head a tombstone right. it makes them my actual person
0: right and I'm really excited for this because this is like our my first interview and I was so nervous <laughs> but it, it we talked for two and a half hours <laughs> so what you're gonna hear today is just snippets of it mm-hmm. but it was a real I feel like it was a really good conversation and we connected and my heart really does go out to them and you guys will see you know once mm-hmm. we get through all of this so <laughs>
1: Alright, let's go. Let's um, go. I'm, I'm ready.
0: Yeah, so like I'm gonna play a couple um, clips throughout today's episode, and the first clip I want to play is Miss Korea describing her son um, Ralph. You know, I just uh-huh. asked her, okay, what kind of person was he? Um, what was he into? Likes, dislikes, hobbies, that kind of thing. So I'll go ahead and um, play that now.
2: Yeah, well, that he, was, uh, um, he was a he uh, was a intelligent young man. You know, and and growing up, he was, um, growing up, he was, he was just a loving kid. He was very mm-hmm. respectful with respect. He it, it, it grew up with him. It grew up with having respect, not just for me, but for others, you know, and
3: mm-hmm.
2: he was very active. He loved sports. He mm-hmm. played in all sports, different activities. He, um... He loved to draw, so he was an artist. He loved fixing things. He'll <laughs> he'll break something down and uh, rebuild it.
3: Mhm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he was just an outstanding young man. He mm-hmm. he could do anything. He loved he loved music. He loved to read. He loved he loved the Bible. He loved to read the Bible. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he sounds like a really, he you know, well-rounded yeah, he, person. Yes, he was. He loved fixing cars, you know, and he loved helping people. If he, if you needed help, he would help you, if he mm-hmm. can. Yeah, that's, that's He was amazing. a great father. Oh. Yes, he's a great father. He loved his kids. Mhm. Uh, there's so much that I can say about him
1: oh my god she sounds like such a sweetheart and you can just tell the hurt you know know. in her i know i know and that's
0: that's why i wanted to include the actual recording of her talking because you could feel it yeah you can feel like a mother's pain and Mm -hmm. you know as a mom i can't even imagine but um like i said his sister was also on the call so it was like a call between me and nicole and Miss Korea and his sister, um, Isabella, his older sister. So, this one's a little bit longer than the first one, but I thought it was really important to include it in its entirety because it gives, like, a really great glimpse into Ralph as a person, and I thought what she said was From just, a
1: different point of view, like from, from his, the mother. Yeah, like, from his sister. Yeah, I because it was just really... your parents will say one thing, but then, like, a sibling bond is completely different. Exactly.
0: Yeah, so I thought it was just really, a really good glimpse into him, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna, um, Put that one now.
2: Yeah, he was a great person. He was an outstanding young man. He, was. he never, sorry to cut you out, but he never even went to a bar. He, you know, he just mm-hmm. wasn't him. Right. He wasn't into that type of lifestyle. He wasn't into the, the dark age of life. Right. He was always just a loving person. Literally, I mean, like I said, I was there that night and and we just, you know, we have the same father and mom, so we we grew okay. up together. Same struggles, same happiness, same you know. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: when he, you know, I've grown up with him. He was he's super funny, loving mm-hmm. person. He just he cared so much about other people. He cared deeply about other people, mm-hmm. and and just. A good person. I mean I mean whatever comes with being a good person, that's who he was. He wasn't right. he he like I said, he never even been to a bar. That's how at his age. Mhm. These people sixteen year olds still go you know, go to the bar. So mm-hmm. right. he just never he wasn't into that type of never was a gang member. He wasn't into that at all. Mm-hmm. He always right. was about evolving and being for his kids. I was just going to say one of my favorite stories that they shared about little Ralph was his dancing or his hop, hop story. But also didn't he want to open like a skating rink there as well? Like touch on that. Cause that's yeah. also really special. Yes. he in the process of opening up his own business called Skating Play. Okay. And he had everything ready. Only thing, he just was fighting for the financial part about it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was unfortunate. You know, I just kind of thought about this, that he had did a um, GoFundMe account for it, and no one donated to him. But when he passed away, and we, you know, we did the the GoFundMe, everybody, I just was looking like, you know, people. It's just kind of funny, you know, like he was trying to do something good for the community, Mm -hmm. you know, and bring in something for the kids to do, and he was asking people to, you know, help him with this this vision, but, you know, people didn't help him, but we had so many people bless us for, you know, to help bury him, though, you know, so Mm -hmm. I look at things like that, because, yeah, he was, though. he had his business, he had numerous of things going, he was super talented, I mean, very talented guy, very talented, Mm -hmm.
4: And it did and he, it looks like um, when they processed the apartment, they had taken pictures of a bunch of notebooks and it looked like he had like business plan type stuff written in there. So was that for that, you think? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I and didn't see that.
2: That's something Ariel that really stood out to me when I first met this family is people that have long-term plans like that mm-hmm. don't just walk away. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. that was that's something that's always stood out, but also for it to be about the youth. Um, like, I just know his spirit was, was, he wouldn't
4: have left his children. Right. And and it seemed like this place that his business, that he, the skate and play that he wanted to open was for, you know, like Isabella said, for the community. And, you know, for kids probably to have like a safe place to go to, you know, to, I guess to mm-hmm. keep them off of the streets and keep them out of trouble, you know. So that's just... Yeah that does speak volumes to who he was as a person, you know, and, and from what Miss Korea said about how just, he was just about wanting to help people, you know, and that, that mm-hmm. speaks volumes, you know, that, that's what he wanted to do. And especially at such a young age, you know, most people that age are not thinking that,
2: you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that mm-hmm. especially in his day time, you know, we, he just wasn't about what's going on today. Mm-hmm. especially his age right
1: so his sister speaking on him reminds me of me and my brother my yeah. brother's older than me but um i do have like a shit ton of <laughs> siblings mm-hmm. i have five yeah um but me and my older brother are the only two with the same parents. so mm-hmm. i kind of have that
0: two two years apart
1: 22 months so
0: so they're they're two years apart too.
1: Yeah. So Isabella
0: is two years older than Ralph. Yeah.
1: So we just have the the gender slip but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I kind of get that and kind he, of relationship between them too.
0: And you could feel, you know, you could feel her pain too, mm-hmm. just like like in his mom. Because I know
1: I go, I will fight to the bone mm-hmm. for my brother. Yeah, y'all 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 will, y'all will box me. and go around, Yes, but, but nobody else better yeah, right. Me.
0: Mhm and I'm like that too with with you know my siblings. Mm-hmm. Um so the last clip that I want to play to shed some more light on you know who Ralph was as a person is a clip of Ralph's mom and his sister talking about Ralph stepping up when his girlfriend Kayla got pregnant because they had kids at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um they were still in high school. Okay. So this is just um I thought it was really good a really good clip of who he was, you know, mm-hmm. and him stepping up. I
2: knew at that time he had just, he had just got him his first job. Mm-hmm. Like, I had helped him get a job, and and just, he had just seen, he was just looking, viewing life, just experiencing life, literally. Before he married, he had just got his first job. Mm-hmm. He was still in high school. He had quit all of that to be with her. Hmm. It is. He did. Yeah, he got through yeah, he didn't even graduate because she got pregnant and he wanted to get a job and just yeah. support his little growing family. He graduated. Didn't. Yeah, he gave mm-hmm. her the opportunity to graduate. Go graduate. Yeah, he let her, oh, wow. stay at home with the kids while she oh, wow. went and
4: graduated. He, did. and that, he didn't, that, didn't even,
2: and he wow. was into school, very mm-hmm. into school. Yes. He was like, as a man, he felt like it was necessary for him to go make the money, you know, he had to mm-hmm. make the money. and But, you know... As he grew, as he learned, he did go back to school. Mm-hmm. He didn't uh, at the time. He well, he when he even when he passed, he was still in school. He was he was um, going to Penn Foster. He was paying for his own diploma.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The Penn wow. Foster is a it's a um, it's a school where you have to pay for yourself to get through school. Okay, he was doing that for himself, but you know, on the low. Because he, right. he, he realized, like, I need
3: to get my high school diploma. I
4: really need to get this. Mm-hmm. But, and that just shows how selfless he was that, you know, he was like, no, you go to school and you finish and I'll stay with the baby, you know. And that's just, yeah. that's not a lot of people or not a lot of men would do that. Now, you know, like, you don't find that.
2: Some men don't even care if you graduate. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
4: exactly. Um, and it just seems like he wanted the best for everyone, you know?
2: Because he knew what he wanted to do for his family, mm-hmm. you know? So right. I was just looking at it like, you're young. Go have fun. go tra-. That's what I was telling him. Go have fun. Go travel. Enjoy life.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Experience, you know? <laughs> but he was just like, no, I want to be with my family. I want to mm-hmm. be in my house with my kids. And that's what he did.
3: Mhm.
4: Wow. he. He really does sound like a ma- like just an amazing person. And especially at such a young age, you know, stepping up to be, you know, the father that his girls needed. I mean, you know, a lot of guys his age would have just been like, Nope, I'm I'm not dealing with this, you know, I'm not ready and <laughs> just rolled out but yeah. you know. So it's yeah. just really
2: those admirable. Keys, the keys was his like those keys, those were his home. That was his world. Those mm-hmm. kids was his world. Right. He used to literally go to work. Taylor didn't have to work. He go. He went to work. He, he got off work. He came home. He cooked. He cleaned. He homeschooled the kids. Okay. He literally took care of those kids. That was his whole issue was to make sure that his kids was okay. Right. Yeah. He wanted yeah. to do what his father didn't do. He wanted to be there for his kids. He yeah. grew up in a single parent home because I raised my kids as a single mother.
3: Mm-hmm. He
2: didn't want that for his kids. He wanted his kids to have both parents at home. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he did everything in his power to make that happen. You know. Um, he did. Mhm. And
2: he succeeded.
4: Mhm. Right. And
2: he succeeded at doing what he was fighting, and he sacrifice his life for his kids, you know? Right. Like, I used to tell him all the time, because, I mean, you know, I, I have, we had our kids, his, his oldest is 10 days younger than my child, so me and Kayla. Oh, and I, wow. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I cried, literally, when she he told me he was having a baby, and I was just like, no! <laughs> mm-hmm. She cried. I was mm-hmm. like, no, you gotta be an uncle first, you know, like, right. be an uncle first, you know? Like. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're ready for this. I cried literally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was pregnant, so I was emotional. <laughs> but I just right. remember just crying and just feeling like, I don't think you're ready for this, brother. You know, like, this is another, this is different.
3: Mm-hmm. And he was like,
2: she already pregnant. You know, I just got to step up now. I need to give me a job. Yeah. And he did. He did everything he said he wanted to do. He and he did, did work on getting his uh, part. He,
1: That's so touching and mm-hmm. like you said so admirable um right. if y'all know anything about me you know that i probably say men ain't shit about <laughs> 40 million times a day uh, so much. J- yeah so like it is, No, it really is admirable that he stepped up and mm-hmm. he did what he was supposed to especially 24 like he he could have mm-hmm. said bye mm-hmm.
0: you know yeah because i mean their first was born when they were really really young so now i want to talk about ralph's last known whereabouts and according to police reports because like i said i have like 136 pages of police reports Lord, yeah it was a lot a lot so according to the police reports ralph bell was last seen on december 20th 2018
1: oh no right before christmas right before,
0: right before his birthday his birthday was i want to say the 28th
1: but right before christmas
0: yeah and also right before christmas yeah let me make sure when his birthday yeah his birthday was the 28th so um he was last seen at the apartment that he shared with his longtime girlfriend and mother of his two daughters um kayla ricott's or kayla holmes i've seen it both ways but for purposes of this episode i'm just gonna call her kayla Um, So at the time of Ralph's disappearance, his girlfriend was also pregnant and expecting their third child.
1: Holy. Their first son. Because they had
0: two girls. So Kayla told police that Ralph left the apartment after a minor disagreement, but I'll get more into this later. So around an hour later at 11 p.m., the vehicle that Ralph was believed to have been driving, which was a blue Chevrolet Malibu Max. Which is a Malibu, but it's kind of, it kind of looks like a hatchback almost, too.
1: I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like the windshield, the back,
0: the yeah. way the
1: windshield is.
0: So, that vehicle was located in the 800 block of West Cope Avenue in Roseville, Minnesota. I told you Roseville would come up.
1: No, you didn't.
0: Yes, I did. In the beginning when I said I watched a Roseville City oh, Council oh, meeting. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I lied. Because he's from Stillwater, so I wanted to say, like... Roseville is relevant. I'm
1: just going to go and say that the hairs are standing up on the back of my neck, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like an hour.
0: Yeah, an hour later. It's so quick.
1: Oh, and
0: that's not not even the worst part. So, Roseville is about 16.6 miles and like a 20-minute drive from his apartment, according to Google Maps. The vehicle was found unoccupied. But with the engine still running, was it just in the middle the of the street? In it, it was in like a cul de sac. Yeah, and a, so like in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And according to police reports, the only thing they found in the car was his phone case.
1: But not his, his phone.
0: No, but his actual phone was never found.
1: Ever, not Mm-mm. still,
0: still to this day has never been found. Right, and Kayla like told the cops that like he wouldn't. They had like. They both had the same phone. I think it was like an LG something, uh-huh. something or other. But she told the cops that that case was really hard to like get off your phone, so he wouldn't have just like randomly taken it off because it takes a lot like to get it off. Which I mean, I know how that. I used to have an why, auto box. like those are you know, why a pain just in take the behind. I know, so that's, that's weird. Like, but so when the Roseville Police Department located the car that Ross so was so they're in,
1: the lead. In this case. Or the initial.
0: Yeah, because they found the car.
1: Right. So, But
0: Stillwater PD is also involved because that's where in, he
1: lived. He's part of the missing person side. Right, right. Okay. It, it, so
0: there's Roseville PD and there's also Stillwater. So, like, he lived in Stillwater, but his car was found in Roseville.
1: Was there ever any type of state agency yes, involved? Yes, Oh, get there. here we go. Too many damn hands in a pot. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Roseville PD
0: located the car and ran the VIN number, and they found that it was registered to a Lucius Luke Taylor, who is Ralph's maternal uncle. But it's at, his mom's brother.
1: But at this point, he had never, he was never, mit, like, um, reported missing. No. So. No, they just found the car. So. So they did just do, like, a disposition check on it? What does that mean? So, like. Layman's terms. Yeah i'm gonna give you just a scenario because it's okay. easier that way if somebody comes steps out with a suspicious i mean like a patrol officer steps out with a suspicious vehicle uh-huh. parked at a park that's closed in the uh-huh. middle of the night um run the plate get the registration uh-huh. show that it's not stolen or it's not you know uh-huh. involved in a missing person and they'll say can you run a dispo check oh. meaning can we cut either contact see if we have a number on file for, the for that registered owner okay. or send another officer or if it's in the same jurisdiction, mm-hmm. um, which most of the time it was, um, or get with, you know, the neighbor and agency where, can you do a dispo check on okay. said vehicle? Okay.
0: Um, so actually the vehicle did not have a license plate on it because, um, Ralph was in the process of buying it from okay. like his uncle. So they ran the VIN number
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that's how they found that it was registered to his uncle. Um, lucius luke taylor which like i said is his mom's brother
3: mm-hmm.
0: and um uh, like ralph had bought the vehicle from his uncle but so, like he was making payments on it like okay. instead of i guess financing it he was just making the payments to his uncle mm-hmm. um so rpd called ralph's uncle luke to inform him of the situation
1: so that's yeah
0: in which the vehicle was located so this was like at 11 p.m. that they found the car. I don't know exactly what time they called his uncle, but, but
1: probably shortly after.
0: Yeah, so, like, according to police reports, um, and I'm gonna come back to, like, it, it we're gonna kinda jump full around of, a little yeah. bit, but it's all gonna come full circle. So, according to police reports, Ralph was not officially reported missing by Kayla to the Stillwater Police Department until the following day, December 21st, after they found 2018, the car. At 1:57 p.m., and we'll definitely be circling back.
1: But okay,
0: Kayla did call Ralph's relatives to let them know he was missing prior to him officially being reported, quote unquote, officially being reported missing. Um, and according to Ralph's mother, Miss Korea Taylor, Kayla reassured her not to worry because she had an uncle who was a police officer in Stillwater. Uh, eh, eh. and eh, eh. that he would be looking into it however oh, miss korea later found out that this wasn't the case okay and i'm going to let her explain the situation to you cuz we talked about this so i'm going to let
1: okay but oh. i have a question mm-hmm. okay so she okay she he left at 10 11 ish 10 found him found the car at 11 so roughly 14 no, 15 hours after he he left mm-hmm. like she hadn't been in contact with him Mm-mm. and I don't necessarily know like did they dump her phone did she try to contact him did you can't yeah you don't you need the phone to dump mm-hmm. but you can also contact I think you can get records from the service provider mm-hmm. so and we'll
0: get there oh man look at me I don't
1: know.
0: So, like I said, I'm going to let Miss um, Korea talk to you about the whole situation with the uncle and okay. what happened with that. And, like, what was said to her. Because Kayla's the one who called her and told her that her son was missing. Uh-huh. Which was odd to me because the police didn't call his mother. Like, him and Kayla were not married. But Kayla didn't find out from the police. Um, oh, it's there? different.
1: It's difficult to say. Just like I mean, devil's she is, advocate because he is 24 years old.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they do have children together, so like,
1: yeah. and they live together.
0: So, mm-hmm. But anyway, like I said, I'll let Ms. Um, Korea explain to you kind of what happened when she got the call.
2: Mm-hmm. When the Real first went missing, and uh, I wasn't even in town, I was actually on my way back in town when I got uh-huh. the phone call. And, uh, Kayla was telling him, she was like, well, don't worry about it. Uh, I have an uncle that's, uh, that's a, uh, detective from Stillwater police, he already on it. You know, and then once I got here and I was, you know, I was like, well, Mr. Uncle, you know, he, you know, started on the missing thing, you know, missing person, uh, report, was, mm-hmm. the uncle just went away. Yeah. She, that's when she was like, no, I don't have a, I don't have anybody. Yeah. Here.
1: Exactly, but in the beginning, you had an uncle. Wait, so she be a, she a liar? Yes, essentially, essentially. So she, she either a don't have no damn uncle, or her uncles are not employed as law enforcement officers,
0: or somebody else in her family found out that she told somebody that her uncle's a police officer and they told her to shut the hell up. So he it
1: is a police officer. I don't know.
0: We don't know. We've never been able to find like I've talked to Nicole about it and she's like I've never been able to find that connection. So I don't know. So like I don't I don't know if that was like completely made up, if that was
1: but know. something smells like fish.
0: So but after Ralph was reported missing, like officially, police did determine that his phone had not been used and that there was no activity on his debit or credit card since he went missing other than like i think it was an xbox live charge and a netflix charge which are like but automatic right um so the minnesota bureau of criminal apprehension the bca
1: which is the state asking.
0: yeah so they were contacted by stillwater police department on december 26 2018 which was six days after he went missing to request their assistance. So, the BCA missing person coordinator, Chris Rush, assisted with sending a missing persons release to all law enforcement and media sources. Mm-hmm. And when I started researching this case, I didn't know what the BCA was. Like, obviously, besides the acronym, but, like, Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, like, that's not, like, your, like
1: your typical That is sounds, That sounds like a more proactive mm-hmm. unit. Like, we had... Um, uh what was it called criminal interception unit oh okay or like you know um something that implies that they're l- literally the jump out boys like you know mm. that's what they used to call them but like oh, okay like um we had sod which was special operations division but there were so many things that fell under that umbrella uh-huh. so you had the criminal apprehension unit or the okay. what do they used to call it cfc CMU crime, uh, crime management unit so it's like oh, okay. those are the people like they didn't have a set schedule like oh. some days they'd work days some days they work nights it just depended on what was popping off or outside. what they heard was going on okay. the streets it, it was that it's specialized unit to okay. to deal with apprehending criminals mm-hmm.
0: well and you already know me so i looked it up and i found that the bca is actually a division of the minnesota department of public safety so dps
1: which is like state police here, mm-hmm.
0: right how did you know I'm going to say that? Because um, we're, we're like, we're, we're connected. Like, you're my telepathy. soulmate. You're my soulmate. Telepathy. I'm married to my husband, but you're my soulmate. Anyways. So, according to the BCA's website, quote, The Bureau of Criminal Investigation, BCA, provides investigative and specialized law enforcement services to prevent and solve crimes in partnership with law enforcement, public safety, and criminal justice agencies. Services include criminal justice training and development, forensic laboratory analysis, criminal histories, and investigations. End quote. So this is basically the okay. equivalent of our Bureau Investigations Division of the State Police here in Louisiana, which mm-hmm. is what you already said. And mm-hmm. that they assist like the smaller departments with investigating crimes, like when you get a crime and you're like, "This is out of my league. Like Too I, much I, I don't handle. have enough." Or
1: like, in situations personal. where there's a conflict of interest.
0: Right. This is similar to other state level investigative bodies. For example, the Kentucky Bureau of Investigation, KBI, mm-hmm. the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, FDLE, which I think we discussed in Martha Jean Lambert's case, and potentially Michelle O'Connell. Were they involved? Yeah, FDLE. Yeah,
1: it was definitely Michelle O'Connell.
0: And our favorite. Oh, God. The don't Georgia even. Bureau of
1: Investigation. I knew you were about to say that.
0: Which we discussed in. Taylor Williams episode. Yes. Yeah. Nicole just listened to that episode, by the way, and she was, like, going off, <laughs> texting me.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Which is why we do this, by the way. Right. But anyway, so that was just, like, a quick sidebar, because I wanted to give a more in-depth description of what the BCA was, because when I first read it, I was like, what in the heck is this? Right. You know? So. And I figured that was something that was, like, a offshoot, but it was still relevant. Mm-hmm. So. The police report that was prepared by the Stillwater Police Department, which is the agency where he was reported... Missing. Mm-hmm, because that's where he lives. It states that Ralph's case was, quote, sent to an investigator, but there was nothing listed in the report as specifically suspicious. I will be following up with Rikats, which is Kayla, on my next shift, twelve twenty two eighteen end quote. Nothing specifically suspicious i'm sorry i'm gonna curse fucking seriously i know we usually don't curse and i'm very sorry but i'm not <laughs> like honestly if you ask me someone abandoning their car in the okay time middle i'm gonna play street... devil's
1: advocate which i tend to do when it comes to law enforcement even though i know they have dirty cops but there's always good people and bad people and i'm not excusing his lack of well you have more experience than competence but his depending on how big this department is Mm -hmm. i don't think it's very big and if a patrol officer is just that they are going to do the bare minimum they're going to get the plate they're going to get what they need and then they forward the initial report Mm -hmm. is patrol it's always forwarded to invest Mm -hmm. you know forwarded to an investigator
0: and that's what it said
1: yes um which is is that just well okay i just
0: dropped my phone because this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. but anyway um, so, is that, like, boilerplate type language? Like, it was sent to a messenger. what? Is that boilerplate? Like Girl what? You don't know what boilerplate means? No. It means, like, basic language that they're going to use in every single report.
1: No. Um, or is that just, like... I mean, I, I am observant. Mm-hmm. I, just, I'm an observant individual mm-hmm. across the board. So, if... I mean, and they're trained. I guess you can't make assumptions, but, mm-hmm. I mean, me and you digest so much... Freaking true crime is unreal, mm-hmm. so we tend to see these little bitty red flags. True, true,
0: true. So, but like your everyday individual might not.
1: But also, they're trained. It. it I can see both sides mm-hmm. of it, and
0: yeah, and like you said, if they are a small department, they might not even be equipped to handle this kind of thing, right? But it's still weird. Like, there's nothing suspicious about him leaving his abandoned car running, running with just the, yeah, with the keys in the igni- like running in the middle of a cul de sac. Where he has no connections to, right. like that seems pretty suspicious to me. And um, no, no doubt, I, yeah, I'm totally on board with you for sure. But. And then the the fact that, and I'm pretty sure I have a recording of uh, Miss Korea that's going to say this eventually, but the cops didn't really take his disappearance seriously because he's an adult. He's 24. He can leave, and you know. But and I feel like we see that a lot. Like,
1: and I mean. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it if Kayla was manipulating this to begin with she's got she's she's got the ball in her court she's got the strong hand mm-hmm. she
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deb bingo
0: like yes don't don't come you to know me,
1: like oh we just had a minor disagreement
0: oh just wait
1: but I'm just saying yeah, she yeah, 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 yeah.
0: she oh yeah she controlled the narrative 100% from, the beginning, from day one. So
1: that reflects... I mean, and being that he's an adult mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he, he can do whatever the hell he wants, he's after, yep. he, you know, yep. that right there is mm-hmm. recipe and, for disaster.
0: And that's why I think it's so important of, like, in these type of situations, like, who reports them missing? But, like, Ralph's mom was out of town. Like, she did And didn't the even time know. frame and the... Exactly, and the, exactly.
1: Everything surrounding mm-hmm. the whole... The it's initial...
0: questionable. questionable in this situation. And honestly... When Miss Nicole sent me this stuff, um, she didn't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. She said, "Here's the stuff. You look at it. You make your own decisions." Mm-hmm. And as I'm looking through it, I'm texting her like, "WTF? Like, what is going on? Like, this
1: is so questionable. This is so sketchy." No. And, and I, I am totally on board with you, but when I mean, we're not play devil's advocate, it's yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't want everybody to think we're like gung ho. No, like we're I not, love no, to no, share no. the other side and or any other possibility that may happen. Oh, but right, right,
0: right. And I'm not accusing anybody of anything. To be clear. And also, I'm going to say well, this. Again. I'll clear, um, I will be
1: clear yeah. later on. And I will let you know if I'm accusing yeah, yeah. anyone.
0: And I'm going to say this anything that we talk about in this episode, as far as speculation, uh, who looks sketchy, who, you know, whatever mm-hmm. is questionable, these are our own opinions. Yes. The Homeless home Homegirls, Ariel and Amanda. I did it. This is not anyone else's opinions especially not like of the family these are our own opinions mm-hmm. and i just want to be very clear in that you know because mm-hmm. um, i don't want anybody accusing the family of anything when we're making our own assumptions based off of because i'm gonna tell you what i based think. off of police reports is what i read you mm-hmm. know that's what i read and i'm reading these police reports and i'm like uh but um anyways so that was a long tangent but um According to Kayla's interview and Police Reports... Oh, here we go. Okay. (laughs) um, Ralph worked half a day on December 20th, 2018, the day he went missing, and he came home to the apartment, you know, that he shared with Kayla around noon, and when he got home, Kayla left to do some Christmas shopping with her mother because it was, like, five days before Christmas, Mm -hmm. and she reportedly got home around 5.30 p.m. Well, in the meantime... Um, Ralph's sister Isabella and her two sons uh, were over at the apartment visiting Ralph, and they left around eight p.m. And like I said, I alluded. She alluded to this in her clip earlier that she was, so there, she was there that there two night. Two hours
1: before he left, mm-hmm. and yeah. nothing was askew. right.
0: No, she said. Now, unless something dramatically shifted, you know, uh-huh. when he left, like he just. Um, she did say that he. Um did mention to her that like, oh, like nobody calls and checks on me, like I check on everybody else. Oh yeah, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that suicidal because I from what his mom and his sister said about him, he was a very caring person, and he was very there for everybody, wanted the best for everybody, and
1: I feel like well, when you say the word suicidal, I automatically omit that from my vocabulary for this case because you've mm-hmm. told me his means of death the um the manner mm-hmm. of well cause of death manner mm-hmm. death, whatever so and I'm not gonna ruin yeah. spill the beans but I don't even go down that avenue when right with this case mm-hmm. um but I can I get I know what you what you're saying when like you know you're always there for everybody else but what is there for you
0: and yeah and I feel like Everybody, Everybody probably feels like that yeah. at some point. So, like, I don't necessarily think... If that's the only thing that he the said... The only trigger, like, yeah, that's like, not... Yeah, like, that's not... Yeah, and so she said, but he seemed, like, normal and... You know, she said, unless something drastically changed from the time that I last saw him. Because she said... I don't even think she's... Like, two hours, she mm-hmm. said she was gone and she was getting the call. mm
3: mm-hmm.
0: That, you know, he... Was missing, so...
1: You know, but, like I said, fish.
0: Yeah, fishy. fishy. So, according to Kayla, once Isabella left, the couple decided to watch a movie together. Um, I believe their anniversary was, like, December 21st, like, the next day. So, they were going to, like... Shut up. Yeah, seven years. So, they were going to, like, watch a movie to celebrate or whatever. So, Kayla told police that, you know, she didn't particularly care for the movie that Ralph had picked, which was
1: the movie 300 uh i could agree with that
0: i know but still who i mean isn't that gerard butler like
1: true as okay, like a, said. as like a
0: spartan like soldier like i would probably want to watch that but it is very like gory and violent mm-hmm. so um so she was like texting her mom during the movie and then she started a phone call with her mom so according to Kayla, Ralph seemed irritated that she was on the phone during the movie, which is understandable. Uh-huh. Um, that is very rude. But anyway, he asked if you know, are you going to watch the movie? And she was like, "Yeah, um, once I finish my phone call." But like, she was just with her mom, so like, I'm confused. You're like, they right. were just Christmas Should shopping. So like, what did you need to what did, t- what did talk you miss to her about? And I'm only gonna say this because I know my mom doesn't listen. I love my mom, but, like, if I just spent all day with you, I'm not gonna be on the phone with you. Girl no. so, but teaches them. Kayla then walks out of the bedroom, like, to finish her phone call, and she told police that, um, when she like finished her phone call walked back in, Ralph had turned off the movie, and he said he was hungry, so he was gonna go pick something up to eat instead of ordering pizza like they had originally planned,
1: so nothing like,
0: like, not a major not argument. Not a major
1: eruption of an no, argument. No, like,
0: he was just aggravated that she was on her phone texting and then on a phone call during the movie. Which I can promise you, if my husband is trying to watch a movie and I get on the phone with somebody, like, physically talking. First of all,
1: I don't use my phone for that. <laughs> Secondly.
0: Yeah. Well, you've been on FaceTime with me before when he's, like, watching something and I mean, he's like, um, can you, like, go in the leave. other room? Right. So, I mean... I get that. I mean, being angry, especially like if you're supposedly spending time together because your anniversary is coming up, mm-hmm. you know? Like, don't be on your phone, maybe? But, um. So, according to Kayla, Ralph got dressed and left the apartment around 10 p.m. Kayla originally told officers that they didn't have any communication after he left their apartment. And she even went so far as to tell. Officers that she thinks his phone was like dead almost dead because when he got home from or that night when their kids were going to bed He had given his phone to his daughter and their older daughter and told her I think she was four and told her that she could watch YouTube until his phone died Mm -hmm. So she thought like he didn't have much battery left anyway, okay, which I feel like that's a really elaborate
1: Unnecessary
0: explanation, but anyway so Make a note of Kayla's story about the fight and her denying that she had any communication with Ralph after he left, because
1: that's a Isco lie, will
0: come up again.
1: Is that a lie?
0: I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna get with Maury later. Oh God, I hate you. <laughs> I think I'm a comedian. I'm really not. But anyway, not even close. So, anyway, Kayla was asked by police when she was contacted by Roseville PD. And she responded that she was never contacted directly by um, Roseville PD. Instead, um, Ralph's uncle Luke, Taylor, contacted her around 1230 AM to inform her that Ralph's vehicle had been found abandoned by RPD. And according to Kayla, Luke also told her that a witness near where Ralph's car was abandoned had seen someone exit Ralph's car and jump into another car which was a claim that police investigated, but they couldn't, like... substantiate so yeah, it. Yeah, or corroborate it. So after receiving the call from Luke Taylor, Kayla contacted her mother, who came and picked Kayla and the girls up because I think they shared a car. So, like, the car Ralph was in was their only vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and she brought Kayla and the girls back to her house in Oak Park Heights, Minnesota, which is, like, 2.2 miles and 7 minutes okay. from the from Stillwater. Okay, so like, I have questions. Like, when when asked, Kayla told police that it wasn't abnormal for Ralph to leave, like to cool off after an argument, but that he had never been gone for more than like an hour or two. But like, red flag? Like if he had never been gone for more than an hour or two, like why were you not concerned sooner?
1: Okay, at most, it would have been two and a half hours when she was when contacted she... by the police, the recovery.
0: Right, and I mean, I know you can't judge people because you don't know how you're going to react in, in a situation. Oh, I'm judging. Until you're in it. <laughs>
1: I'm judging. I'm right. not
0: judging, but I'm judging. Like, I mean, you've been here before when, like, me and my husband got into an argument, and he, like, drove off. And I'm, like, freaking out because I don't know where he's at. And it's been two minutes.
1: Mm-hmm you know like and like i feel like the way he left because of their minor argument i don't feel like it was very dramatic it wasn't a dramatic exit Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything to be concerned about but but the two and a half hours that is Mm -hmm. when it should have taken a turn on her right especially like
0: if he does leave to cool off like okay cool but then when he's not back you know like
1: and then at two and a half at the two and a half hour mark she's contacted by roseville pd for the recovery oh no no
0: by the uncle because roseville pd contacted the uncle okay so why do why
1: are you still waiting another 14 hours facts yeah yeah
0: that's like the million dollar question i still don't understand so like i did ask ralph's family about this and they explained their understanding of like what happened when kayla was informed um, from the uncle, mm-hmm. so like I'm gonna insert that clip because I thought it was it was easier to just put that in here than to explain it myself. So
4: you said she tried to call and report him after she spoke to uh, Mr. Lucius. Like I think they said that was around a little after midnight that he called Kayla.
2: No, so he had Kayla's number from because we every minute so much. The dox is all over the place. We don't, you know, so I don't even know exactly how she was informed. I don't know if the police got in touch with her, my uncle, Lucia, got in touch with her.
4: I think I the police report like, okay, said, said okay, it was a Facebook message. Number? I think poli- the okay, police see. report said it was a Facebook message, maybe, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. Um. There's, There's so, so much. My there.
2: brother had contacted Kayla through Messenger. Yeah, and, okay, yeah. And he was asking her where Loref was because he had the police calling him, but they found Loref's car. Mm-hmm.
3: And that's mm-hmm.
2: how uh, he contacted her. So, here I want to take a second and note that
0: Kayla's father. Um, Kenneth Rakats was present at the apartment when police first interviewed Kayla, like in person, mm-hmm. and he interjected several times during the course of the interview.
1: Wait, hold up. <laughs> I went. I, I'm not. I'm not even ready for this. No, you're not. So he's. Uh, so like controlling the interview. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
0: So I found that really odd because like he would inject and like interject in like random places.
1: And, so, like, he wasn't there the night before. He was, like, he he wasn't, like, a first-hand witness. No. He wasn't Lucius. He wasn't Kayla's mom. He, he mm-hmm. wasn't anybody who was so closely connected to the events that happened mm-hmm. the night before. Yep. It ain't his business.
0: Somebody get this girl <laughs> a trophy for, like... I don't even know, but anyway.
1: This truly is trophy enough.
0: Oh, my God. So, for example, according to police reports, he interrupted once to say that he would loan money to Ralph and Kayla if they needed it, like, to help pay for groceries or other necessities. And he did say that, like, you know, the same thing, like, Izzy said, um, Ralph's sister, that, like, they didn't go to bars and stuff, so, like, it was for groceries and stuff. But, I mean... Ralph's family also said that like Ralph would not have asked Kayla's dad for money. Like it would have been probably Kayla asking him, not
1: Ralph. Ralph which he I get was, that yeah. he's because like Miami. I'm not yeah.
0: gonna go ask my husband's
1: family. I for have a, a question money. though. But why is that piece of information? Oh, it gets worse. Relevant to this investigation. Why does because he see- he's
0: setting a narrative.
1: He. Why does he feel the need to bring that up? That has nothing to do with him being missing. That has nothing to do with... Oh,
0: because he's setting up a narrative. Just wait. Amanda's going to throw her can at my head in a minute. Mm -hmm. Don't shoot the messenger. So, he... And like I said, this is not hearsay. This is legit from the police Police report. report. So, if... It's a lie. It ain't a no telephone lie.
1: game, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, like, the police said this. This is not me getting third-party
1: hearsay yeah. information.
0: This is legit police documents. So, this like is I said, cool. this if is it's not true, yeah. then the police lied. So,
1: I Which mean... Which is likely, but go on.
0: Right. So, he then continued on and stated that he believes that Ralph has difficulty with the fact that he is not able to financially provide for his children without the assistance of family. He continued saying that Ralph hates depending on other people and hypothesized that Ralph had been having difficulty during the Christmas season because he was unable to provide for his family and is faced with that fact while participating in extended Christmases where other people are able to purchase presents and provide. I... What a a, jerk. I had like a physical reaction. Like he's missing... And this is what you're doing. You're dogging say? him out? Yeah, like the father of your grandkids. Like, I don't. I don't understand.
1: And, and it ain't his damn business.
0: Right, like, Ralph was busting his mahan, like, to make. You know what? We're not gonna this episode as explicit. Ralph was busting his ass to provide for his family. And that's how you're gonna come and portray him? And I have a problem with Kayla allowing him to set this narrative. Like, if my dad, like, say my husband was missing or whatever, and I'm not trying to put myself into it, I'm just trying to, like, relate. Uh But, like, if my husband was missing and my dad came up in here saying that kind of stuff, I would punch him out. Uh Like, especially when I know that's not true. You know, like, I mean, like, it's not like he was some... Like Ralph was hundred percent not a deadbeat. Like he was involved in his kids' life. He was doing everything that he c- could potentially he doing do. Yeah, he was going back to school. Like he was, I just taking care of his kids. Like he would come home and. I have a question. Yes, I mightn't have an answer.
1: Did Kayla have a job? No, she was. I, I guess a say s- no more. She was say no more. She was a stay-at-home mom. Okay, say no more. That's all it's
0: answer I need. And although what, what her dad already said would have been more than enough, he didn't stop. He just kept talking and told police, and I quote, the feeling of being unable to provide can weigh on a man's thoughts, end quote. Then he said, quote, Ralph may have been down so far, end quote, and feeling helpless around his family and that he was... 99% sure that Ralph wouldn't harm himself, but, quote, one couldn't rule out the possibility that he had hurt himself, end quote. So he's labeling it suicide. Right. I don't, yeah, like, and he was missing. He wasn't, this is not after his body was found. This is after he is missing.
1: So it's like, you're setting that narrative. You're you're, you're molding this investigation mm-hmm. to what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Dude, side note, I feel like I could, like, if that was my intention, I could never, like, be successful at leading. Manipulating yeah, cops? Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. No, like,
0: I would have been, like, a blubbering mess. I am a horrible liar. Uh-huh. You, you would be. You would know. I wear everything on my face.
1: <laughs> when I saw on Facebook, I don't need a mood ring. I have a face. <laughs> Amen. Attacked. <laughs>
0: Um, like, I have several issues with this. So, like, one, and I think we already talked about this, why is he even there in the first place? Two, it felt to me like he was trying to create a narrative, like, regarding Ralph's disappearance, like, mentioning suicide to the police out of nowhere when mm-hmm. he was just missing. Like I said,
1: he was his body was just missing. Like he he had just been missing, like, two days, maybe? Like, oh, we know that he's missing, but he's probably dead from a suicide that's questionable yeah AF sketch
0: and three I mean like was he even close enough to Ralph to know these kinds of details anyway like who are you to come in here and 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 grandstand and talk about Ralph when you don't really know him and I mentioned that to Ralph's family and like the feeling that I got from them was that Kenneth and Ralph really weren't that close anyway Mm -hmm. so he just like rubbed me the whole wrong way yeah I don't like him so then the officers started like discussing the recovery of ralph's vehicle and the report that a man was seen exiting his vehicle and you know running away and her father kayla's father again put his two cents in and started telling the officer that he himself had stolen several cars as a teenager and young adult
1: why is that relevant exactly like cool who cares
0: But he continued by saying that he used to take vehicles and drive them as close to home as he could and then abandon them and walk the rest of the way home like i said one who cares and two this isn't about you like i get that maybe he was trying to say that like suggest that maybe somebody had stolen the car you know from ralph and then driven it and abandoned it close to home because there were some apartments and like the general i just don't get his vibes like either
1: okay is his daughter actually grieving and if she was like he You're doesn't not feel like he's comforting comforting her no
0: so like i don't know it just really bothered me mm-hmm. i don't know and like i felt like he was trying to create like a story you know like set up from the mm-hmm. beginning so kayla later told police in a second phone interview that um the night rafa had, had went missing she picked up taco bell on her way home okay. from christmas shopping Um, with her mom and he because he had called her and said that his stomach hurt and he was hungry so she told police that he wanted a chicken chalupa however taco bell did not have this so she purchased quote what they already had prepared end quote okay full stop as somebody who frequents taco bell like often i'm here to tell you i would never and i mean not ever just buy what Taco Bell already had prepared like
1: don't nobody want no soggy tortilla
0: exactly like that doesn't make any kind of logical sense but anyway Kayla said that Ralph didn't like what she brought home so that because that man wanted a
1: chicken chalupa
0: <laughs> not whatever old prepared yeah, soggy.
1: soggy Mexican pizza
0: <laughs> I don't I don't understand that like does Taco Bell just have like food sitting there well, maybe she like misspoke
1: I don't know I don't I think about it if I get a Big Mac and I don't want no pickles and they make it with pickles I mean wait we have McDonald's now? yeah I'm just saying because Taco yeah. Bell's got a more difficult menu but like if they make something wrong yeah they, like and they really I don't know
0: do they resell? Old f- oh god I'm moving on because I can't even bleh. anyway um so Kayla said Ralph didn't like what she had brought home which duh but so he didn't eat it but ralph's sister isabella that was there disputed that claim
1: really yes she said that Ralph oh izzy with the facts
0: <laughs> she said that ralph did eat the taco bell that kayla had brought home so if what izzy is saying is true it just blows up kayla's whole story about ralph going out to get
1: food when he right. ate because eaten. he ate and he already said his stomach hurt so if his stomach hurt and he ate what she brought home
0: which Taco Bell can make your stomach hurt real easy. No, either. but it was
1: hurting before that. Why would he go out for more food? Exactly. Right. So,
0: during the second in-person police interview of Kayla on December 28th, 2018, it was discovered that Kayla actually sent Ralph a text
1: <gasps> at 10.09 dun,
0: p.m. on the evening of December 20th, 2018, that he went missing. After she told police, she hadn't had any communication with him. Wait till I read this text message to you. So, according to the police report, the text Kayla sent Ralph read quote, I'm leaving. I didn't deserve that. I did absolutely nothing to you. I know you were just doing this because this is how you really feel. Why not be honest and not turn shit around on me? We've been so cool for the last couple days. Now, all of a sudden, a change. Whatever. We're leaving. End quote. Like, sis. That don't look good.
1: Which is why his phone's...
0: Missing. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Air quotes.
1: And unfounded.
0: Like, and I'll be honest, I've sent texts like this to my husband out of anger, so, like, now, I'm thinking I should probably stop doing that. Yeah, you
1: probably Cause, should. Because, I mean,
0: it makes you look suspicious as F if something happens. Yep. Anyways... After reading this message, investigators asked Kayla to further explain the part of the text that read, quote, being so cool for the last couple days, end quote. Like, what does that
1: mean? Like, it's slang, but they probably just wanted more clarity on it.
0: Yeah. So, she explained that she and Ralph hadn't been actively fighting several days prior to his disappearance. However, they were having some relationship issues and were even discussing whether to end their relationship.
1: And she's also pregnant, correct? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm
0: like, very pregnant. I think she was due in March or April and Mm -hmm. this was December. So, according to Kayla, she and Ralph had a talk about a week prior to his disappearance and they had decided to, you know, try to work things out because they have kids together. Mm -hmm. And here comes some more suspicious information. While examining Kayla's phone, the investigator noted that she had no text messages sent or received Prior to December 20th, 2018, which is the day that Ralph went
1: missing. None. None. Or just none between him and her. No, none at all.
0: So, when asked why she had no earlier messages, Kayla explained that she always deletes all of her messages at the end of each day, and she doesn't keep any message history. But, since Ralph went missing, she hasn't deleted anything. I mean, like, this is- Girl, Stop lying. Like, this is questionable at best and completely suspicious at worst. And what kind of female
1: doesn't keep text messages for receipts? Girl, you don't even want to know how many. I got so many text messages.
0: Right. Like, when you want to be mad at me, you weren't saying that March 24th,
1: 2015. At 3.27 p.m.
0: Exactly. So, I don't know. That's just, like, weird to me. Like, and I will, like, I'll clean out messages of my phone, but it, like, I keep my husband's messages like i keep our me and you like our text stream i keep like the people that i talk to almost every, every day. day yeah but like people that i randomly talk to i don't always keep those messages but like
1: i don't know like i, don't, I used like, to be i i used to really delete messages a lot to where i only had one screen
0: mm-hmm, like i did have to scroll. scroll right yeah
1: but i'm, <laughs> I'm too far gone now
0: uh, we have a true crime podcast so Especially. like like rule number one don't delete text messages So also during the second interview, Kayla reiterated to police that after speaking to Luke Taylor about Ralph's car um, being found abandoned, she called her mother to come and pick her and the girls up. And then she called Ralph's mother, um, Miss Korea Taylor, to let her know what was going on. And Kayla told police that she told Ralph's mother what Luke Taylor had told her about you know, the vehicle being found. And then she told Ralph's mother about the argument that she had with Ralph. So at this point, investigators kind of dropped a bombshell on Kayla Mm -hmm. and they confronted her and said that according to an earlier interview with Ralph's mom, Miss Korea, she had told police that during that conversation with Kayla, like when she called the night that Ralph went missing, um, that, Kayla indicated that she and Ralph had gotten into an argument and Ralph told Kayla that he believed she didn't really love him. And if you remember, hopefully you do, I told you to, in Kayla's first interview, she did not mention this at all. Of course she didn't. Like, she originally only told police that she had an argument with Ralph about her being on her phone instead of watching the movie so that he left to go get food.
1: Which seems anticlimactic. Right, like... Really?
0: Yeah. And I mean, I know fights do sometimes start with little things, but like, there was no like explosion after right. that. Like, I could see if it started with that, you know? Right. So when she was confronted with this discrepancy, Kayla admitted that Miss Korea's version of events was accurate, and that she had just forgotten to tell investigators. What but you Raoul don't forget that kind of shit. Them. No. I mean somebody telling you you don't love me like that's that's a big deal
1: kayla you a lie but go on
0: at this point kayla became emotional and started to cry and explained to investigators that she didn't intentionally keep this information from them Mm -hmm. instead she had merely forgotten that's convenient (laughs) so investigators explain to kayla that giving partial or incorrect information to them raises suspicions, and challenges her credibility. Duh. Therefore, they needed to know exactly what was said mm-hmm. before Ralph left. Like, this
1: is your chance. Come clean. Right. Tell me what the hell happened.
0: Right. So she tells them that Ralph did ask if she loved him and if she wanted to be with him before he left. And Kayla said the only thing Ralph said after putting on his shoes and before he left was, quote, I'll be
1: back, end quote. So he didn't go get food. Right.
0: Right. Because there's a big difference between like getting food and going to cool off.
1: Absolutely.
0: I mean, you could have technically done
1: both, but like the reason for leaving, you know what I mean. And his stomach hurt, right? And he ate his chalupa or whatever he she brought. Yeah.
0: So then he walked out and locked the apartment with his keys from the out, like from the outside. Like he mm-hmm. locked the door. So next, Kayla told investigators that Ralph must have immediately left the apartment complex because. She had gone down to the garage and seen that Ralph and his ve- and the vehicle were gone. And she stated she tried to catch him before he left because she felt their argument was really stupid. Um, and according to Kayla, she had taken the elevator down to the garage and looked out the service door to where Ralph usually parked the vehicle, um, but she didn't see him or the vehicle. And just like when Kayla claimed to have forgotten to tell police all the details in her first interview, Um, she didn't tell police that she tried, like, to go after him until, like, nine days after the event, like, took place. So, once again, Kayla told investigators that she had previously forgotten that information. And once again, you are sketchy. Anyways. Right. Kayla continued telling investigators that after she went to the ground floor looking for Ralph... She took the elevator back upstairs, and after several minutes, she sent that text to Ralph at Uh 10.09 p.m. And then she stated that she wasn't concerned that he had left because she thought he was going to get food, and she was tired, so she went to bed.
1: So she thought he was going to get food. She assumed he was going to get food. You know what happens when you assume? Girl, stop. You
0: make an ass out of you and me?
1: Yeah. But she been an ass. (laughs) Go ahead.
0: So... Kayla stated she was awoken around midnight when Ralph's Uncle Luke called to inform her about the vehicle being abandoned in Roseville. And I don't know, like, the whole thing just seems sketchy because before, like, she said her mom came and picked her and the girls up. So, like, did your mom pick you up or did you go to bed?
1: You know what I'm saying? But I think they came... The mom mom came and got them after she got the phone call, right? I don't know, maybe so. I thought I... I thought
0: maybe she called her mom after her and Ralph got an argument.
1: But if you were so worried and you went chase, out, how you just go to bed? Right. I know me. Who? Huh?
0: <laughs> She'd be hunting down. Girl. I don't know. It's just like all. Because we finna
1: talk when you get home. Right.
0: It's just like all. questionable. <laughs> so, police did receive several. Potential leads regarding Ralph's disappearance, most of which seem to be routed to police through Kayla, like not directly called to them. Like Kayla would call them and say, like, "Oh, so and so told me this. Like, you need to talk nope.
1: to them." Have so and so call me, please.
0: Yeah. So here are some of the leads. So Kayla's mom. <laughs> Stop right there. Do not pass go. Yeah. Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> Jessica Holmes told police that she had been reviewing Facebook comments on the local news station's pages and observed a post from a party claiming to have knowledge that Ralph had run off with an ex-girlfriend.
1: Girl he and Caleb been together for how long? 7 years. And now he finna run off with some ex? Thank you. That took me like negative 2 seconds to figure that out. I mean, they've been together for 7 years and he's two, and, two and a half kids.
0: Yeah. <sighs> so, I won't go much into this theory however because police looked into this and found that the facebook profile making these comments was just a troll account Mm -hmm. which made racially motivated comments and remarks on like different accounts
1: stirring the pot essentially Mm
0: -hmm. and overall detectives did not find this to be a credible lead and i will take a quick second to say that police did note that ms holmes's friend so like kayla's mom's friend did message this Facebook profile asking why the person had set their profile picture to Ralph's missing persons flyer, to which the account replied, quote, that is none of your business, end quote.
1: Okay, well, fine.
0: But I just find it a tad bit questionable that it was Kayla's mom and her mom's friend who saw the comments and, like, had the interactions with this person. So, like, police searched the DMV database for the name listed on the facebook profile and they weren't able to find any records in minnesota
1: because it's a fake account right it was probably kayla let me stop let me stop making assumptions
0: well like i'm wondering if like did they not check the can you not check the ip address
1: yeah that's a whole nother month like they don't i guess like cyber crimes or Mm -hmm. you uh, know different ballgame yep Mm -hmm.
0: so like i said before detectives suspected that the facebook page was like there was like a couple of them i think it wasn't oh, just yeah. one it was like two or three but like it wasn't actual people instead they were just like troll type facebook pages used to incite arguments and like generate responses keyboard warriors right and there was like a lot of like according to the police reporters like a lot of racist and like hateful mm-hmm. type posts which there like, always will be yeah like why but like also this whole like ralph ran off with his ex-girlfriend theory makes like no sense to me
1: Like, Like he was so dedicated to a family, his family. They had
0: been together for seven years. Like, he was 24, which means he was, like, 16 or 17. Like, that doesn't leave you much room for an ex-girlfriend. Right.
1: Like, somebody you just,
0: you know? Like, I mean, would you even be in touch with your exes still at that point? Like,
1: likely not. Girl, did your ex have a phone back then? Like, you know what I'm saying?
0: So, like, that seems, like, really far-fetched to me. So, like, when I talk to, um, Ralph's family, like, we kind of talked about that, mm-hmm. um so I'll, I'll um play this little clip of like what they kind of thought about that, but they said that was his first real girlfriend because
2: mm-hmm. as you read the case file, you heard some other narratives being portrayed right yeah about an right. Ex-girl- <clears throat> Excuse me about an ex girlfriend that never existed, right, and right. that
4: That's what I told um, Miss Nicole when I was talking to her earlier. Um, You know, I did the math. They were together for seven years, which means he was 16 or 17 when, when they started dating, so like 16. Okay. So, I mean, that, I mean, an ex-girlfriend that one, you were a baby basically when y'all would have dated and two, that was seven years ago, you know, Right. so so it, 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 that never made sense to me either.
2: Um, and it that shouldn't movie. have made sense to the police. It right. shouldn't have made sense to the police why they was believing something and then me as his mother, I'm telling them the truth. You know, what ex- what ex girlfriend? I even asked them in front of her, you know, I'm like Kayla, what ex girlfriend? You the only girl that he ever brought home that I ever met that he claimed as his girlfriend. Right. So and you talked to so the who this imagine Right? Yes, Korea, you, I you, every you day. saw or talked to each other every day. Yes, I told you. Even him, I if it wasn't every day, we we all had an understanding exactly. And then I raised him. I know, I know his background. Right, right. From um, from the beginning all the way up until the end, I know his history.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So don't right. come in telling all these different lies.
4: Right right Mhm. yeah and if anybody would have known if there was an ex-girlfriend it would have been you know you his mom mm-hmm. you know like you said kayla if she's the only girlfriend that he's ever brought home to meet you then obviously she was the only one that was important enough for him to you yeah. know have her meet his his mom you asked kayla
2: what ex-girlfriend did she answer you yeah, she she named some girl. She was so she was like, uh, you know what? The hell? I'm like, I don't even know who you're talking about. I don't, I never met whoever you're talking about. I never met her, not once.
0: So there were some neighbors of Kayla and Ralph who contacted Kayla with the theory that maybe Ralph had heard something quote he wasn't supposed to end quote through the walls of the apartment, and he was killed because of it.
1: Like what? Like, so you can't just be dropping them kind of hints and not elaborate.
0: So, this tip came from the neighbors who lived in the apartment, like, right next to them. hmm And the tenants of this apartment were, like, known drug users, so I guess it might have had something to do with drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the long story short is that, like, police followed up on it and it didn't turn out to be credible. Like, they couldn't really mm-hmm. corroborate anything, but I didn't want to, like, not mention it. And there was another tip that came from another resident of the apartment complex that Ralph and Kayla lived in. Um, this lady lived on the third floor with her husband and children. Um, actually, it was like the apartment right above mm-hmm. Kayla and Ralph. And she said that on December 20th, the night Ralph went missing, between 9.30 and 11 p.m., she heard, quote, loud banging, end quote, for like 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like somebody in the apartment below her, which was Ralph and Kayla, was kicking, like, the wall. So, like, I guess some type of struggle. And then she also told police that on Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2018, she smelled a strong smell of decomposition in the apartment elevator. And, like, her husband was a hunter. And he even, like, said that, whoa, that's not, like, that smells like, you know, decomp or whatever.
1: But when, when did somebody I mean go to the apartment like mm-hmm.
0: a cop I mean they had already been there but like it also said that there had been something about in 2017 there was like a dead animal in like the elevator shaft uh-huh. so like it's not yeah. yeah it hadn't like not happened before so uh-huh. and like police were never able to like corroborate mm-hmm. that and like the smell kind of but went what away. about the banging I don't know Hmm. So, I guess that nothing ever came of those. I just mm-hmm. wanted to mention them. They were in the police report, so this is... So, a search warrant was executed on Ralph's car by the Stillwater Police Department on December 28th, 2018. And they picked it up from Twin Cities Towing and Recovery in St. Anthony, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Which, is that, like typical that they towed it to like a tow yard and not like the police impound if it was just like a suspicious Uh, circumstance I don't really know I mean it's not I don't know I don't know it just depends really Mm mhm so swabs were collected from the following surfaces the interior driver's side front door handle slash opener the interior driver's side front door handle slash pull so, I'm assuming the opener is the outside handle. Well, no, those both said interior. I don't know. Um, the turn signal on the left side of the steering column, the steering wheel, the gear shift located on the center console, um, And but none of these swabs returned any matches to individuals other than Ralph himself. Mm-hmm. But um, Ralph's mom did say she found that kind of weird that, like, it was only Ralph's DNA even, like... Kayla had been in the car, like the kids, Luke. yeah, the kids have been in the car, the, it, the uncle had the car for years, like, it, mm-hmm. just weird that it was only his DNA, right, and, um, so during the same search warrant, Stillwater PD recovered the following items from the vehicle, a black plastic phone case from the front passenger seat, mm-hmm. they removed keys from a pink carabiner from the front passenger seat. Um, there was an empty Monster Brand energy drink can with apparent ash residue on the top from a cup holder in the center console. And then there was a receipt from Dollar Tree for diapers with a timestamp of 11.56 a.m. Uh-huh. on 12 2018. So, like, on his way home from work, I guess he picked up diapers. But that's another inconsistency with Kayla's story because she had previously told police that she asked Ralph to pick up diapers on his way home from work, but he didn't but the receipt like yeah. a, like literal receipts uh-huh. like that's a direct contradiction of that so I don't know um, and I don't know why they like they said there was like ash residue um, and I mean Ralph did smoke marijuana but like Kayla told police that he smoked like every day But when you talk like, his brother and his sister, they were like, no, he didn't smoke every single day. Like, he occasionally, you know, like, every now and then, Mm -hmm. whatever. But, like, it was just, you know, like, maybe she was trying to, like, again, set up a narrative or something. I don't know. So maybe that's why they noted, like, that there was, like, the ash residue. Mm -hmm. So SPD detectives noted in the report that the driver's seat was positioned forward or relatively close to the gas pedals so they measured it and the distance from the brake pedal to the front of the seat was 18.5 inches and the distance from the gas pedal to the front seat the front of the seat was 20 inches so I was kind of curious about this mm-hmm. so i measured my husband's gas pedals mm-hmm. in his truck and the distance from the brake pedal to the front of the seat was 17 inches, so that's less than what Ralph's car was. And then the distance from the gas pedal to the front of the seat was 18.5 inches. So there's like an inch and a half difference. The
1: and gas pedal was more in your husband's truck. What? No, a lie. No, a lie. So it was like an inch and a half, which mm-hmm. is difference.
0: But my husband is. Five foot nine inches tall, which is interesting because, like, the report noted that the seat was close to the gas pedals in Ralph's car. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: But according to Ralph's missing persons flyer, he was five foot six inches tall. So it should have been closer. So, yeah, so like he was, you know, shorter than my husband. But my point is, like, the seat wasn't positioned forward, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know how Ralph kept his seat. Unless they meant the recline. No, it said the front of the seat.
1: Was in the forward position?
0: Yeah, it's like the front of the seat. So, like, from the gas pedal to, like, where the seat starts. Mm -hmm. Um, Not, like, the backrest or anything, like, the very front. So, like, because Ralph was shorter than my husband, and my husband's seat is closer to his pedals than Ralph's seat was, like, that's just, like, I don't know, like, do what you will Mm -hmm. with this. But, like, it seems to me... That somebody taller than both Ralph at five foot six and my husband at five foot nine was driving Ralph's car when it was abandoned. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know the height of anybody else that could have potentially been involved, but that was just something that I was like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. Nancy Drew up in here, like, I don't know. Mm I don't know if you feel like going measure your husband's gas pedals, let us know. I don't have a husband. I legit cannot stand you. So, according... <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. So, according to police reports, police interviewed Ralph Bell's younger brother, Devon Taylor, on 12-29-18 at the Stillwater Police Department. And during this interview, Devon told police that Ralph would usually call him if he needed to get away and cool off after an argument... Like, his brother was basically, like, his best friend. Like, that's who he would go to if he had, you know, Mm -hmm. issues or whatever that he needed to talk to somebody about. Devon even told police that Kayla would often call him after she and Ralph had an argument that resulted in Ralph leaving the apartment to be like, hey, check on your brother. And, I mean, I've done this before. Like, a couple times when my husband left, I'd call his brother and be like, hey, can you call your brother? Check on him.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But... Kayla did not call Devon the night of 12/20/2018 after he left. And I mean according to Devon she would like call him so I don't mm-hmm. know. do like I said do with that what you will. I am here to present the facts. You can make your own assumption. Oh yeah. Don't don't you worry. We're going to get there at the end. save your questions for the save save your opinions for the end of the presentation was if so a search warrant was executed on the apartment that ralph and ralph shared with kayla and their two daughters on january 10th 2019 by the stillwater police department and the bca and according to police reports it seems that this search warrant was executed based on information provided to spd by ralph's mother miss korea taylor so on january 9th 2019 miss taylor informed spd that she and her family had been in the apartment shared by ralph and kayla over the weekend of january 5th and january 6th 2019. that's a contaminated crime scene but okay well and they were searching the apartment and surrounding property and like kayla allowed them like to look around and so while they were performing the search, the family located what they believed to be blood on the wall of the apartment, as well as sheet rock that appeared to have been recently Shut repaired. Up. So Ms. Taylor told SPD that there were several family members present in the apartment and some had taken pictures. And as I said, Kayla had given them permission, you know, to enter the apartment, look around and photograph anything that they found. So, the family members took pictures of the apparent blood stains and sent those to the SPD investigators. And upon reviewing the photos, SPD investigators, quote, observed apparent blood droplets on the wall with a downward directionality, end quote. So, investigators also observed photos of damage to the front door of the apartment, as well as photos of gas cans on the shelf in the bedroom occupied by Ralph and Kayla's children. What?
1: Yeah. Why would you keep gas inside of a residence? Period. Much less, Much less, less in kid. your children's mm-hmm. your children's room. Yeah. So, based on this new information
0: and in these photos, SPD responded to the apartment for processing by the crime scene, crime scene team. They should
1: have been did that.
0: Yeah. So, and we're going to talk about that because I addressed that too. But nothing ever came from the samples collected to the apartment. Um... Some of the blood was non-human, apparently from a cat. And the other blood was supposedly from a nosebleed. But none of the blood was a match to Ralph. Like, none of the DNA. Mm. But, like, here's the obvious question. Like, why wasn't the apartment looked at sooner? I mean, is that not... Like, I'm confused. Like, is that not protocol? Girl, they don't have no protocol, clearly. So, I asked... um, ralph's mom and sister about the search warrant during our conversation and like why it wasn't done sooner so were you guys
4: ever uh given a reason as to like why the apartment wasn't searched sooner because from my understanding and the police reports it wasn't searched until you guys went and told the police like hey we were there and we saw what looked like blood spatter or you know blood stain yeah you know, it's so so, why, like, were y'all ever given a reason why they didn't search the apartment? I mean, I feel like that should be standard procedure when someone goes but missing. But the thing is, they... You know, what-
2: she was never a suspect. They never nice suspected care of, of doing any uh, harm to them.
4: Okay, so that's why. Okay.
2: So they never had a reason. Yep, they never had a reason to go and search the apartment.
0: I still feel like
1: 21 days was
0: yeah like when somebody goes missing I, I mean do they not look at your house i don't
1: where you live like i guess but well, because they set that narrative in the beginning they you know kinda, kinda, I mean, kinda, 21 days is like a really long time like us three weeks mm-hmm
0: so i don't know so <laughs> you might want to get your drink for this one but so during the search warrant SPD detective sat down with Kayla and conducted a third in-person interview on January 10th. Oh,
1: let's hear the discrepancy, shall we? (laughs) Exhibit A.
0: So Kayla told the detective that she made up the story she originally told police about watching the movie with Ralph prior to their argument. Kayla stated that she did not want to tell the truth in her first interview because she was embarrassed and her father was present.
1: Um sir, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have been present. Right. For like the this interview. Um, so Kayla
0: then gave a different account of the events leading up to Ralph's disappearance on the night of December twentieth, twenty eighteen. So according to Kayla, this time, she and Ralph were in bed when an when an argument began around nine forty or nine fifty PM. Kayla told the detective she was in bed playing a game on her phone when Ralph began to make sexual advances towards her by trying to cuddle with her. Kayla stated she was on her phone and wasn't in the mood at the moment, and she said something similar to, quote, hold on, end quote, to Ralph. Kayla then stated she got out of bed and went into the living room to call her mother as a tactic to avoid sexual activity with Ralph that night. According to Kayla, Ralph followed her into the living room and said something similar to, quote, don't you love me? You're always on your phone, end quote. Kayla was still on the phone with her mother, so she said she muted the conversation and told Ralph that she would be off the phone shortly. Kayla then unmuted the phone and continued the conversation with her mother. Next, Kayla told the detective that she believed Ralph had gone back to bed, but a few minutes later, he came back into the living room as he was putting jeans on. Mm -hmm. Then he walked towards the front door, put his shoes on, and... Kayla ended the call with her mother and asked Ralph where he was going and he told her, quote, I'll be back, end quote and walked out of the door locking it behind him. Kayla then changed from a pair of shorts to pants and attempted to catch Ralph before he left and Kayla said she went to the garage level on the elevator and opened the service door to the underground garage where she noticed Ralph's vehicle was gone so she went back upstairs which is when she sent Ralph the text threatening to leave him. Kayla stated that she didn't physically call Ralph until 11:20 p.m. on December twentieth, twenty eighteen, and the call went straight to voicemail. However, this is disputed by T-Mobile call records, mm-hmm. and I'm also going to go on a limb here and say that this isn't truthful. I mean, Kayla hasn't exactly been like a beacon of truth throughout mm-hmm. this entire investigation. And like didn't she say she went to bed after she sent the text? Like I don't know, like none of it just makes any sense.
1: Right. I mean like I said,
0: that's the most believable story thus far. And I guess I can understand like not want to talk about like an argument about sex in front of your mm-hmm. in front of your dad, but like you said, A he shouldn't have been there. And B, you have two kids and, and another one on the way. Like obviously you're you're sleeping together. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I don't know. And like and I said this earlier like if her mom came and picked her and the girls up like how did she go to bed right after Ralph left like there's just so many questions. Yeah. So a search warrant was executed on Ralph's car, the blue Chevrolet Malibu Max on January 16th, 2019 as a joint effort between the BCA and the Stillwater Police Department. So this is the second one. The, the second. second car. Mhm. So this one involved the BCA and Stillwater. Originally, it was just Stillwater police. Um, But according to the BCA case, filed no evidence was collected as a result of the search warrant, I guess because Stillwater had collected all the swabs and they Mm -hmm. didn't find anything. Um, So from the time Ralph went missing, his family searched tirelessly for him every single day, hoping, praying for some news that maybe this horrible nightmare they were living in would end and Ralph would show up unharmed healthy, and happy to be home. Uh Unfortunately, Ralph's family would not wake up from their nightmare, and three months after Ralph went missing, his family would get some news, but it wasn't the news they had hoped for, and it would leave Ralph's family with more questions than answers. Oh, Lord. Yeah. According to the Star Tribune, a news outlet in Minnesota, a body was located on Friday, March 22, 2019 near a wooded area on the northeast corner of Dale Street and Roselawn Avenue in Roseville, Minnesota, around 12.15 p.m. by a person looking for antlers shed by a deer. Didn't realize that was a thing, but like, okay. Yeah, like, girl. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I'm just ignorant. Anyway. Yes, you are. Rude. Later, the body was positively identified as 24-year-old Ralph Bell, who had been missing since December 20th, 2018. So, roughly three months? hmm So, on Monday, March 25th, 2019, KSTP reported that Roseville Police stated that the Ramsey County Medical Examiner completed its autopsy on the body of the man found in Roseville the previous Friday and officially confirmed the identity of the man as Ralph Latrez Bell. And I was actually able to obtain a copy of the Roseville Police Department press release dated March 25th, 2019. Related to the discovery of Ralph's body, and the press release reads in full as follows. Quote, The Ramsey County Medical Examiner's Office has completed an autopsy on the body found on March 22, 2019 at Dale Street and Roselon Avenue and confirmed it to be Ralph Latresville, a 24-year-old missing Stillwater man. The preliminary manner of death is suicide. The case is still under investigation and toxicology results are still pending. Bell was reported missing on December 20th, 2018. His vehicle was found abandoned that same evening in the 800 block of Cope Avenue in Roseville, approximately an hour after he left his apartment in the 1600 block of Greeley Street in Stillwater. On March 22nd, 2019, Bell's body was discovered on a vacant lot by a citizen looking for shed deer antlers. The Bureau of Criminal Apprehension assisted in processing the scene. The Roseville Police Department is continuing to investigate,
1: end quote. I can't imagine wondering where your family member is for three months. And then when they locate his body, hearing that it was a suicide. Mm -hmm.
0: Wait till you hear how close it was to where his car was. It was a mile from where his car was found. (sighs) And... Like, none of Ralph's family or friends could think of a reason that he would be in Roseville.
1: And Roseville's not an hour or so away. Like, he was found an hour after he left home, but it didn't take him an hour to get there.
0: Yeah. How far
1: is it, did we say? Make him look real quiet.
0: 20 minutes. And that is 20 minutes. Like, I... I um looked it up on Google Maps like from the address of his apartment mm-hmm. to where his car was found was twenty minutes. So that's not just like stillwater to Rosa like oh, like, Acromation like Center, yeah, yeah, that was precise. The, yeah, the addresses so yeah, so like wheres that extra forty minutes?
3: Mm.
0: You know, so here's um Ralph Stanley talking about him with no connections to roseville whatsoever
4: and he has no reason to have been in roseville that y'all know of right
2: he don't know anybody in roseville. right right he okay. never lived in roseville he
3: mm-hmm. never even
2: hung out in those where his body was located that area that particular spot mm-hmm. whoever however his body got there it people that hangs out right there that knows the area. In that area. Yes, mm-hmm. it was a little bacon lot. Right. And if people living in hangs out there, it's a fire pit there. It was mm-hmm. people that hangs out there, they got yeah, they had um uh where they sit out there and drink, you know, right. cans and bottles
3: mm-hmm. from
2: where people hang out at. Mhm.
4: Right, and that's kind of what right. I thought. Like, it's kind of, it's and it's a little bit like off the road. And that's what Nicole and I had talked about. Like, you have to know where that is, like, to go there. You know, like yeah. for that's that's especially for told, Ralph, I,
2: I Mhm. Yeah. Right. I told the detective, that. i would like, for him to be right there, I'm like, he had to have known that spot, just that, that particular spot. And I know for a fact he didn't know the area. Mhm. Right. Even go there.
0: So Ralph's family also like couldn't think of any enemies that he had or any issues that he had with him. No connections, right? So actually, the day after Ralph's body was discovered, he became a father for the third time as his girlfriend Kayla oh, Holmes gave birth to their son Ralph the Third. I know.
1: The day after his body was found. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I even read
0: somewhere that it was like hours after,
1: maybe. But
0: Ralph's body was transferred to the Ramsey County Medical Examiner's Office on 3 19 And his autopsy was performed on three twenty four nineteen 19 by Dr. Houston of the Ramsey County Medical Examiner's Office. And as I stated before, Ralph's death was ruled a
1: suicide. I'm going to just go ahead and say bullshit, but go okay. ahead. Yeah.
0: So, Ralph had superficial cuts on both wrists. A superficial cut to his neck, a stab wound in his lower right abdomen, and a stab wound in the left center of his chest, which was believed to be the fatal blow. Jesus. Right. So I received Ross case file, as I said, so I was able to actually look at the pictures of the crime scene and off the bat, like there's a few things that I noticed and um, I'm gonna play a clip. Because I talked about my observations with um, Ralph's mom and sister. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't want to, you know, repeat myself or anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm just going to play the clip. The first thing mm-hmm. I notice
4: is he's missing a shoe.
3: Mm-hmm. He was
4: found face down.
3: His yeah, in a wallet,
4: yeah, his wallet had been rifled through, obviously. Um, his bank caught, like, everything out of his wallet was strewn about as if somebody had gone through it. Cause I mean, you're not going to do that yourself. Like there was business cards that were ripped and um, mm-hmm. there was like a tuft of hair. I mean, and then his yeah. jacket
2: was inside out, still zipped the up. Tuft of, the tuft of hair yeah. they said that was because he was on a patch of ice. And when they rolled him over, it pulled his hair off. But do you yeah, remember, Miss Kalia and Isabella, during the two weeks prior to them finding his body, we had eighty degree weather. So how was he still frozen yeah. when they found that? Yeah. yeah. Wait. And, so if but, they, if uh, they, if they okay. and oh, go ahead, to, oh sorry,
4: <laughs> well and to go off of that, if they're saying it, the tuft of hair came off when they rolled him over where where were they saying it was from because if he was faced down you would think that much hair would be from like more the back of your head right that they, they led us to yeah, believe it
2: was was, it like, from it was, his was ear. From, no it was from the front of his oh, it was, it was the, the hair front. from the front of his head okay yeah okay okay and he still looked handsome to me i mean he didn't um. you know like he i don't know but and, and I, them, I, ask, I haven't seen many dead bodies before, but I BCA, examiner, I was like, with his body being out there for such that, that amount of time, don't mm-hmm. you think an animal would have been eaten off of his blood? Exactly. You know, and they were like, no, not necessarily. What do you mean, not necessarily? They just yeah. kept trying to say that it was he was frozen. And I'm like, no, we had 80-degree weather that marsh. Um, it was unseasonably warm because my stepson was here from Germany and had only packed winter clothes. So they, yeah, no, they, they definitely tried to cover something up with that whole thing.
0: And um, also, I didn't mention this, but the only thing found in Ralph's pockets was a closed pocket knife. Okay. And I mean, I don't know about you, but like this doesn't seem like a suicide to me. And I mean, I, I touched on well, this. Well, I mean.
1: How does one stab themselves in the chest? Right in the th- in the neck, or the, torso, super- the torso. Yeah,
0: he has superficial cuts on his wrists, which they they claimed was hesitation marks. The cops did, and then like a superficial cut on his neck.
1: And so then I'm just, he had, if I'm hesitating to slit my wrist, I'm, I'm definitely gonna hesitate to stab myself in the chest. Right. I mean,
0: you're that's like serious. Like to to be able to do that, and like you have to have you're, an you're, And like your body will like. Like, as a protection mechanism, will like. like, you know, it's... Tense up. Or, like, almost to protect itself, you know, like, to...
1: Well, I mean, I
0: don't, I, know. I don't
1: know what part of his chest, but first of all, there's a sternum there. Mm-hmm. There's ribs. It
0: said the left
1: center of his so, chest, but your well, sternum's in the center, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I just... And then, I feel like, okay, think of, think of how much force it takes behind a knife to, for one person to stab another person alright they probably really have to draw back mm-hmm. their arm right so like so he could only go so far oh, with yeah. so much force how does that the, the, the physics yeah. is not there right I can't, I can't even handle. cut chicken half the time <laughs> like I can't I don't I don't
0: understand and like so like he ripped his own hair out like I don't oh right I don't understand.
1: And it was, like, a big piece. And he robbed himself with all of the wallet contents?
0: Right. Like, he... Like, it was everywhere. Like, all over. Like, his wallet was open. Like, it, it was obviously, like, somebody had gone through it. Like, there was, like, a ripped dollar bill in there. Like, there was business cards that were, like, ripped in half. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't... I don't understand. So, while we're on this crazy train... Let's listen to Miss Korea explain how detectives told her, like what they think, like how he committed suicide.
1: Buckle up. Oh, so there. It's a chain of events that they. Yeah, it's come.
4: a log ride. Oh, so, God. buckle
2: up. Did I tell you how they try to explain to me how he got into the position he was in? Sure. The detective, how he explained it to me. He mm-hmm. told me, he said what well, Graf did was, since they didn't have the footage evidence on really how he get to where he was. They claimed that he drove his car to where it was, and he walked, they say he walked the walk the back street. And and came up to uh, through some little path and got over to that little area where I know he, you know, where he was was and where he was going. So they tell me, but they say, say, and they say what he did was they because it's a hill there. They say what happened was his shoe was one his shoe wasn't wasn't tied, and what he did was he ran down the hill. He lost the shoe. He pulled his jacket off. And as he was walking, they say that's where he was, because he had different uh, different cuts on both of his ribs and under his neck. It was just a lot of different cuts. And they said those are selfish. Hesitation. Hesitation. He hes- hesitation marks. Yeah. So they say. He had to kill himself first. But. Right. So they say, wait, when he made it to the area his body was found. They say when he was running down the hill. That's how he lost the shoe. He must have pulled his jacket off, and because uh, he, they said he got hot. This was the they telling me. And uh, he pulled his wallet out and just threw everything out his wallet. He said that's how they be when they in a spree of the moment when they ready to commit suicide. So he said he go threw everything out of his wallet, for his pocket. his wallet. He lost the shoe. He took his jacket off. He stabbed himself first because he had two stabs, One in his uh, right side, mm-hmm. and one the, he said the one in the chest. That's when he he must have felt the blade. And was like, oh, I had enough. So he folded the knife back up and put it back in his pocket. And that's what? how he, he passed away after that. Yeah, exactly. But there was you're gonna stab machine. yourself.
4: You're going to stab yourself in the chest and then neatly fold the knife up and put it in your pocket? Give me a break. Oh, my goodness.
2: Yeah. That's what the story the detective told me on how he come up with my son committed suicide.
4: That is the most ridiculous story I think I've ever heard. It sounds like my 10-year-old telling the story, honestly. Exactly. What in the world? Yes.
2: Yep, that's the story of him explaining how my son committed suicide.
4: That what? That is insane. Yeah. That that makes no sense to any logical yeah. person. Like I could tell my six year old that and she'd be like, That doesn't make any sense.
2: Like <sighs> Yeah. But then not only did he stab himself, he's supposed to been lift his shirt up and stabbed himself without stabbing himself through the shirt.
4: Wait, so right. there were no cut marks through the shirt?
2: No, no uh, cut marks through the shirt.
4: Oh, wow. Well, that's, that's even weirder. Like, I yeah. mean, to me, if you're going to commit suicide, first of all, I probably wouldn't stab myself. And second of all, why would you even be worried about moving your shirt? I mean, if you're if you're trying to kill yourself, why, know. Like, why
2: does it matter? They trying to think we crazy. They think we dumb. This is this what mean. they told me, and, and, and but you still had time to fold the knife because the knife was the only thing they found in his pocket. Because mm, his wallet it.
4: oh, and then he he took everything out of his wallet and threw it around. Yeah, like he did. like, like yeah. confetti. Like okay.
2: Yeah. Like, and he lost a boot Now He had on some steel-toed boots. Mm-hmm. You wear a steel-toed boot and you just run it down a little hill and you lose the whole steel-toed boot because it wasn't tied up, really? Mm-hmm. hmm
4: Well, and, and then and I, I said, this. Uh, I've this. I've kind of discussed this with Mr. Cole, but the way that his jacket was found, it's almost as if he was struggling with someone and they're grabbing at him yeah. and pulled it over mm-hmm. his head
2: to get it yeah. inside out that way, you know? Exactly, but and like, he claimed he took it, his jacket off because he got hot.
0: Yeah, so his jacket was like completely inside out but still zipped up.
1: I don't even know what I just listened to. <laughs> Like, does not compute. Because... <laughs> this shit don't even make no sense. Wait, I feel like they these officers got their training out the Cracker Jacket box. Like...
0: They got their training by watching Super Troopers?
1: Like, how, how does that even begin to...
0: Right. He took his jacket off because he was hot.
1: But then he froze? Right. <laughs> I mean... Louisiana got some crazy ass weather, but I've been to Wisconsin, which is right next door, Mm -hmm. and it ain't flippy floppy like that. Flippy floppy? Oh my God, I can't. My brain hurts. I'm telling you, this
0: one, this one in Taylor's case, gonna be the ones to keep me up at night. I'm
1: telling you. I think I'm gonna have to get, like, start drinking Crown after that, and not truly... Right. Like, oh man. I just, I, I. just want to find these officers and shake them. Mhm. I'm curious to know whether these officers were white. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. To, I have to ask. Yeah. The
0: mayor is white. I know that. Um, so. <laughs> As most of you know, if you've been listening to us, because I believe we've discussed this, when Amanda and I research our episodes and write our scripts, we typically have headings or, like, sections. Like like an outline, kind of. Right. So, this section is called Questionable Investigation. Although, I originally considered titling it Sketchy Police Shit. (laughs) Ultimately, though, I chose not to. But I guess it doesn't matter, because I said it anyway. Right. Because it was funny. But anyway, um... As you've likely ascertained by now, we're about to talk about parts of the investigation that were, in fact, sketchy as shit. First, (laughs) Ralph's car, that was technically still owned by his Uncle Luke, was crushed by the police in April 2019,
1: which isn't... A month after mm -hmm. his body was found. Mm -hmm. So, case closed, book mm -hmm. shut.
0: Which isn't sketchy in itself, but... There's some other facts that'll make it sketchy. And instead of telling you, I will, um, I think it was Nicole that said it, but I'll, uh, let her tell you.
2: Erin, they have, they have, um, smashed the car. It wasn't even his car.
4: I know, Miss Nicole told me that. That, yeah,
2: it wasn't even his, and they, yeah. They smashed it before the case was even closed.
4: Right, that, that's what blows my mind, and...
2: They um, smashed it, they smashed it before the case was closed and then we got a message, remember Miss Korea? That they had a fingerprint uh-huh. that they had missed and yeah. they were running it back yeah. through forensics. But then when we questioned them about that in person, I said, How yeah. are you gonna crush a car when you hadn't processed all the forensics? And they were like, Oh no, we misspoke. It wasn't an extra finger. Yeah. Yes. So we don't and really know. They what told was. us Exactly, and they also said they smashed the car because they couldn't they couldn't get in contact with my uncle, the person who right. they called the first time. I was about to say about they, the car. They, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they, ma- well, they said they, they mailed said a they letter. Left. They said they mailed a letter to some other address, and that's what we asked way out in Lake. Out in Lake, and my brother live here in St. Paul. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've been living mm-hmm. at the same address for ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And they had his number to get in touch with him in the middle of the night. Exactly. Like, I don't... It, yeah. Well, and then it was in April, was it in April, Miss Nicole, you
2: told me, that they crushed the car? Yeah, that's I mean, no, I they said no. January, right? Uh, no, they no said it was in, was in April. In January, they said they mailed the letter, and by the time April rolled around, they decided to crush it. But remember, one thing we also pointed out was... It wasn't even at a police impound lot for investigative items. It was at a regular toll yard. Mm -hmm. So the whole time, Mm -hmm. the whole time it wasn't even in police custody being protected as evidence.
4: Right. Mm -hmm. I did notice that
3: too.
2: Mm -hmm. They feel like it wasn't in the evidence in the car. So what the detective told me. They said they found all DNA that was in the car. They said it was Lurev. I'm like, but Caleb been in the car. The kids been in the car. Him, my brother had the car first, I'm sure. And Lurev didn't have that car for but like a month or two. So I'm sure his mm-hmm. DNA in there too. You know, but right. y'all trying to say every DNA that was in that car belongs to him? Mm-hmm. Really? Right. Well, and then the fact yeah. that they
4: you find out later that they crushed the car in April, but the city council meeting that I watched where I found out about, um, miss Nicole and got in touch with her was in July and she mm-hmm. was asking about the car in July. So you mean to tell me nobody yeah. there could have looked and said, Oh, well the car's already been crushed three months ago. You know, well, like I just, they...
2: no, they hadn't told us. Well, we started showing up to those meetings. We even met with both. Names, right, right. Right. And they hadn't told us.
4: No, 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 I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying y'all, I'm saying nobody, none of them, like, they had to have known, like, they, that's just so
2: weird to me. Yeah. They were lying to us, it's like, if, if the, if the, whole, the whole case is one big lie.
1: I don't understand how they're just gonna crush it. so, okay, first of all, they crushed it in April, mm-hmm. a month after they found his body, mm-hmm. but they mailed a letter in January, why would you plan give a warning to crush the car before you even located the body. I didn't even think about that. Yeah uh, I mean you that was a month that was a month after he would miss it oh you've been missing for a month we're gonna crush your car. Well
0: and who knows when they said it in, in January it could have been two weeks. Mm-hmm. If it was like the beginning of January. Uh,
1: that is ignorant <laughs> and the fact that it was never it it was con- um it was contaminated just like the apartment was mm-hmm. as um evidence crime scene whatever and um yeah well, I feel like cars sit around for much longer right or they go to auction or they you know like <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: yeah Conspira- let me put my tin hat on because like
1: hold up Miss Curry said it best this whole investigation is a lie is that what she said
0: yeah. This whole investigation is a lie. (laughs) I love when she's like, really? (laughs) Like, that's the best. I don't know. And, like, what I was saying is, um, I don't want to repeat myself, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like, the city council meeting was in, that I watched, was in July of 2019. And Nicole, in that city council meeting, is asking them. Where's the car? Where's the car? Because Kayla didn't have a vehicle for the kids. Like, She needs a vehicle for her kids. (coughs) Mm -hmm. And not a single one of them in there said a damn thing about the car being crushed. Now, they might not have known. It's probably two
1: separate entities. I will give them
0: that, but y'all couldn't have made a phone call? Like,
1: come on. Ma'am, we're going to look into it? Right. I don't know. So when did they ultimately find out about it being crushed? Do we know?
0: Uh... I'm not... Obviously, after July of 2019. Yeah. I'm not sure, though, exactly when, but I don't know. And then, like, you know, th- they said the uncle has lived at the same house for the past 10 years. I am just, like, so shook that I didn't even think about that, what you said about the address. Mm-hmm. Like, not the address. The, the letter. Le- yeah. Like, sending it in January when they hadn't even, like, found him. hmm It's questionable. Yeah. Um... And then the police were also doing other sketchy stuff, like holding Ralph's death certificate.
1: Why? That don't belong to them.
0: Exactly. So, Ms. Korea talked to me about that, too.
2: Yeah, they, they didn't close the case till like, what, four or five months later after I had to marry him. They kept the case open.
4: Right, because didn't um, Ms. Nicole said that something about they were holding his death certificate for, like, a extended time?
2: Yeah, They didn't get it till like four months later. Yeah,
4: they was. See, and to yeah. me, that's very suspicious because if if it is a quote unquote suicide, which is what they ruled it as, why would they hold the death certificate?
2: That's what I was asking them. I'm like, Well, if y'all don't rule this death as a suicide, why why I haven't even gotten a death certificate? What did they say? Mm-hmm. The lady at the BCA told me, say, well, you should have been gotten, you should have got a death certificate before you buried him. I was yeah, like, uh, it's, kept, it's Everybody kept blaming months somebody I else. Yeah, they blamed it. They say that it was on the, the funeral home. Hmm. Yeah,
0: everybody
2: kept blaming somebody else when she asked questions. Yeah
0: the bullshit continues mm, obviously. because also um, the FBI was contacted by Stillwater PD while Ralph was still a missing person but they never invited the FBI in the case because mm-hmm. and I didn't know this but like the FBI doesn't just like come in and like take over mm-hmm. cases usually um, they don't always have like jurisdiction and they have to be invited okay. by like you know the smaller town or whatever mm-hmm so roseville pd who handled ralph's death investigation they never invited the fbi like at all
1: like because because they were handling it
0: themselves totally right and miss korea talks about that and and nicole i think nicole addresses it too because nicole actually contacted the fbi but you'll see she don't play no games she's like she's legit i even asked them, well why was not the fbi
2: you know investigating? Oh, well, we didn't need them. We told them that they would, we didn't need them because we had everything under control, all the information we need. You know, this stuff, They, I just felt yeah. like they gave me a whole run around with but my then, son. Yeah, they playing the game. But then do you remember just, when I reached out to the FBI and I spoke to somebody there and they said Stillwater had initially contacted them about the missing person Um, but didn't invite them on the case. And then when Roseville found his body, Roseville never reached out to the FBI. So when I got that contact and I sent that email, who was in that email? The chief, chief Matt, whatever his last name was, um, and the mayor. And all the chief focused on in that email was, who did you speak to at the FBI? And I said, it doesn't matter who I spoke to. They're saying you, Roseville, never contacted the FBI. And he was just more concerned about who I talked to. I said, if you talked to the FBI, like you say, you'd know who I talked to.
0: So throughout, um, the whole investigation and Ralph's family met with, um, like Stillwater PD, Roseville PD, and the BCA on multiple occasions. Um, and apparently they were not super nice, I guess, Mm -hmm. so. They never and, and Nicole,
2: if you notice, Nicole, every meeting we was at, they had the whole squad there. They had all the detectives there. All yep. the all the, well, not all of them cause that Roseville detective. He didn't show up to none of the meetings. But they okay. had the chief of police there. They had all of them at all meetings.
0: It was an intimidation factor. So um you're gonna love this part. Um Actually, I'm not even going to say
2: anything. I'm just going to roll the tape. The BCA was there. Yeah, yeah yep. I had the BCA there and everything. And then I, they did uh, uh, the crime scene where his body was found. We were not there. We were still firing stuff that came out of his wallet out on the ground. Mm-hmm. I still have his bank card that was still out there on the ground that they claimed that they have in their custody. Oh, what? we asked them about that. We asked them about that yeah. also at one of the meetings, why they didn't secure the perimeter and process that whole yeah. scene. And they said they had. And when I said, well, then how come Miss Korea's has evidence in her custody in plastic bags that she found at the scene? And then they wanted to question her. And I said, no, no, no. You guys processed the scene. So that's not for you anymore. Yeah. Uh, I am literally speechless. Yeah, like, and I still got. I put it all in a, a ziploc bag. I still have the stuff that was found out there when his body was found. They they say they they collected everything that belongs to him out there.
1: I am absolutely disgusted at this shitty police work. Right, that is fucking unacceptable.
0: Exactly. But like, props Nicole for like. I mean that she's like their advocate, but like no, 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 like that's not for you. Like you mm. cleared the scene. If you would have done what you were supposed to do, so like it would be in your custody, in your possession, right? So also, according to the Emmy, the knife that was used, this have Ralph was the pocket knife mm-hmm. that was in his pocket, folded up. But there's something really kind of sketchy about this, and uh. Let's see what we talked about.
2: And I'm going okay. to ask you a question. If a person stabbed themselves standing up, do you think a person will fall over to a prone position?
4: No. No, it, and to fold the knife up and put it in his pocket. Yes. And are, were they even able to determine that that was the knife? or?
2: They say it was the knife. They said only his DNA was on the knife mm-hmm. that they told me mm -hmm.
4: okay that's just Uh, so odd like I don't see anybody stabbing themselves and then just neatly putting folding up the pocket knife and putting it back in their pocket that's
2: just odd to me neither I never I never heard of that in my life and my thing is I feel like if a person stabbed themselves like this how did you have the strength to even pour their blade out exactly
4: right And then lose your shoe and pull your jacket off. And and then to stab yourself under Mm -hmm. the shirt. Yeah. Because there was no cut marks on the shirt. That's odd, too. And it's also also weird to me that they will not give you the actual autopsy.
2: They will not, no. Right. They they won't even give me the picture. See, that's weird. They told me. It is. Everybody else told me that they are supposed to release those pictures to Yeah. Yes. Mhm.
4: We we did another then, case out of Yeah, we did another case out of Georgia and the guy's mom mm-hmm. had everything. I mean, all the pictures of his body and everything like in the autopsy, you know, um the actual autopsy report and that's why I had asked mm-hmm. Nicole about it. I was like, I don't see the actual autopsy. I just see the report of where the um, yeah. BCA people noted that they attended the autopsy and that they determined it was suicide, but I didn't see the actual autopsy. And that's when she told me that they wouldn't release it to you guys. And I was like, that's odd for them to not release it to the family. It's not like you're some, you know, news outlet looking for it, mm-hmm. you know? So that's weird. Yeah, they too. Were
2: yeah. Yeah. my ex I had this, I had this lady, uh, Michelle, Gross, and mm-hmm. she, uh, she, she got this uh, organization about police brutality. hmm And she had told me that she would help me get his, get help get his pictures released until, until, to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because she said there's no way they should withhold those. Right. Pictures from.
4: Them. Unless they're trying to cover something up. Yeah, and
2: that's what that, that she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said, listen, they tried to cover up something. Mm-hmm. She said, that's all the way they, they want to release the pictures to you. Yeah,
0: and I, I don't think we we um touched on it in that, but um, apparently the ME said that they can come in and look at the autopsy report as much as they want, but they can't have a copy of it.
1: Can I take pictures of it? <laughs> right. Can I scan this? <laughs> right, like
0: I don't and I think the last Emmy meeting that they went to, um, Nicole wasn't with them because she had moved at that point, but they said that it, they had, like, marks on his body that looked like they might have been bullet wounds, like, circu- Yeah, circular, like, bullet wounds, but I can't, I don't know, because I haven't seen the autopsy, because they won't release it, which is questionable AF. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And they they told him that that was knife marks. Knife marks are not circular. No. So, I don't
1: know. Somebody lied. Lo- "Why you always lie?" <laughs> I don't this is it just keeps getting worse.
0: Right? Like and that's why this episode is so long because there's so much to it and it's just ridiculous, but so the last part of the sketchy shit
3: Section.
0: hmm The ME also claimed that he wasn't able to determine Rob's time of death. And he also got really pissed off when the family asked him about it.
1: Well, I know... I know, like, if somebody dies, um... Say they're working CPR for... I think we have to do it for, like, 35 minutes of work. And they request the coroner, which means... Mm-hmm. Life-saving savi- life measures did not work. So at that point, patient is dead. Mm. Asshole. <laughs> but Don't mind my cat. So so he's dead, right? Mm-hmm. Then they request the coroner, and the coroner gets there. The coroner doesn't get there for another 45 minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The time of death.
0: Is when the coroner gets there? Yes. Oh. Oh. But then an Emmy can also, like, estimate a time of death? Now, or?
1: yeah, so when... But sorry. the
0: official time of death is what the coroner says?
1: Yes. Mm. Um, now, in a situation like this where he was missing for X amount of months, and they can determine approximately how long... Right, that's what I was about to he say. ...he had like, been, yeah. That's I was about so, to say, like,
0: what if you found, like, skeletal
1: remains? Right. You know, like, it, obviously,
0: the time does not when you find the skeletal remains. Right. Um, also, I didn't mention this, but there was like, according to the police report, there was mummification of his hands.
1: What the hell does that mean?
0: You know mummification. Like he
1: was wrapped in gauze? No. You mean decob? So, you're not gonna answer me.
0: I'm looking it up.
1: Oh, cause you don't even know.
0: How our bodies mummified naturally? Natural mummification is defined as the process by which the skin and organs of a deceased person or animal are preserved without the introduction of chemicals by humans. Naturally preserved mummies have been found deposited in deserts, buried in oxygen-poor peat bogs, and frozen in glaciers. Oh, so maybe because he was fro- his hands might have been frozen?
1: But he was hot.
0: <laughs> Facts.
1: I rest my case. Case adjourned. <laughs> Um, so I don't
0: know, like, I feel like everything is so sketchy. So now we basically, like, I have literally laid out everything. So now we're at the f- part about our opinion. And this should come.
1: <laughs> I think it's pretty clear at this point what my opinion is. But well, let's do it.
0: <laughs> let's see what I mean. happens. <laughs> So, this should come as a surprise to absolutely no one, but I do not think this case is what police are trying to make people believe that it is. Mm -hmm. And I also want to take a quick second to say again, as I already said, any speculation or opinions expressed in this episode are solely those of the Homicide Homegirls themselves. Myself.
1: I. And Amanda.
0: So, don't come for anyone else. Also, don't come for us because, you know, just don't.
1: Oh, because I come with that slick mouth. These hands are rated E for everyone. I come with that sharp tongue, okay?
0: Um, But like, yeah, like I said, our opinions are those of... There are our, our own opinions. We're grown adults. We can form our own opinions and That's they questionable,
1: do. grown adults.
0: Uh, yeah. So, but our, these are not in any way a reflection or a representation of the family's opinion so um but i truly do not believe that ralph killed himself no he did not nothing makes sense like nothing literally nothing like watching alice in wonderland as if you're on a acid trip makes more sense than this case
1: i've never seen that movie get out of my house right now (laughs)
0: And I don't know, like, who did it. Like, who killed him or Was why? it a job?
1: Was it, like... I don't think it was Kayla. I think she's very involved. I think Kayla's dad's involved. I think that... Ooh, she going there. Oh, yeah. I've been way there. And then I think that... I did it. Uh, yeah. I think her... I don't know... Who she got... Connections... With at the Entanglements? Department. You said it, bitch, not me. <laughs> um, I was thinking it. <laughs> <but>, um, <laughs> um, at the police department and or the ME's office or... I just don't understand how many things can go so wrong in one case.
0: Oh, no, I don't either. Like, and, and trust me, I am 100% not trying to make light of this at all because it is horrible but like and, i don't
1: and like he had two kids he, and one on go, the way this,
0: this goes back to what nicole said in the very beginning when they were talking about his plans to open that that business and like oh, you don't just people leave with those type of long-term plans don't just leave and and the um the pictures of the crime... Well, I don't want to say crime scene, because I don't know. But, like, at the apartment, there was, like, pictures of, like, notebooks. Yeah. And he had, like, detailed, like, written out, like... Bet you already said that. Stuff. And, no, I'm just saying, again, like, reiterating, don't, 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 don't. But, like, I'm just saying, like, he definitely had plans. Like, it's not like he was just, you know...
1: And he was so focused on doing the right thing for his family Mm -hmm. since high school right you know right why why give up now
0: right exactly so like I don't think he killed himself and like I can say with 100% almost well you know never nothing's ever 100% but I can say with like probably 99.9% certainty that he did not kill himself period period and like he had so much to live for you know like he had a loving family, two beautiful daughters, you know, a son and I feel on like, the way. Like I feel was, like if he
1: was going to kill himself, that would not be the manner he did it in. That is brutal. Right. Like, if if the neighbors were drug dealers, couldn't he just get his hands on on something to end it all?
0: Mm, right. And also, why would you put your family through that for months at a time? Like, generally, if you kill yourself, you're going to do it in a way where you can be found.
1: Or leave. It. There was no note. There was no there, note. There was, like, right.
0: There was, yeah. There was no note. Um, There's
1: so many wrong.
0: But like I said, he had so much to look for. Like he was getting his education. Like he had plans to start his own business. And like that does not sound like somebody who was going to kill themselves. So like I mean, I know you agree with me. So, like, Kayla
1: got a, got some answered some questions to answer. She got some splaining to do. So today
0: Ralph's case is still closed. And his death is still classified as a suicide. And I asked his mom about this.
4: Is Ralph, like, what's the status of his case now? Is it still classified as a suicide and it's closed? Yeah. Okay, they've never reopened it. No. Okay, so so that is, overall, that would be your goal. Y'all's goal, right? To have them actually reopen it and... and investigate it as you know i guess or look into it more to, before they just write it off as a suicide yes
2: yeah, yes yeah. yeah. and okay. even in, you know if investigate people more than what they did you know because i think people know more information that mm-hmm. they told the police you know instead of them because they may to me they may go over to find as much negativity as they can overall which mm-hmm. they never you know, they never received because they didn't have any on him to try to make it seem like he was a bad person. He didn't even have a police record first off. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have fingerprints. They had no DNA, no fingerprint or nothing of him to even match his fingerprints with whatever fingerprints that they found. Right. Because
4: he had never been in the system because he and didn't have a record.
2: He never was in it. Exactly. He was never in the system. So... They was, they was, like, uh, interviewing more like friends that he went to high school with, you know, trying to see what what, what type of bad person. You know, he was to, to me, I think it was them trying to find more negative information.
0: But without people pushing and, you know, asking the authorities to take another look at Ralph's case, it will inevitably stay this way. It's sad. I know. So that's where you guys come in. You can help in the following ways. You can donate to their private investigation expenses via SPOT Fund. Um, and we're gonna post the link on social media. Um, you can sign and share a petition requesting action from Minnesota Governor Walls, And again, we'll post the link. Um, basically, we're gonna post all these links. Yeah. So you can call Roseville PD and demand that they turn over files, like we said, the autopsy, for example. And request an independent investigation, you can contact Chief, oh God, I'm going to butcher this, Mathwig, Mathwig, I don't know, 651-792-7203 or m a t h w i g at cityofroseville.com. You can like and follow the Justice for Ralph Bell action page on Facebook. Um, You can also join the group um, that's connected to that page on Facebook. And if you have any information into the mysterious disappearance and death of Ralph Bell, please contact BCA Special Agent Scott Mueller at 651-793-1129 or scott.d.org. Mueller m-u-e-l-l-e-r at state.mn.us and if you have a tip please contact the bca directly Um, as we've discussed at length in this episode it's really important that tips are reported directly to the police not through any third parties Mm -hmm. whether it be the family or friends or anybody but if you do submit a tip The family has also asked that you let them know as well so that they're able to follow up with the bca to see where they are Mm -hmm. and you can also email the family and the team seeking justice at justice the number four ralph bell at gmail.com um and i definitely couldn't end today's episode without giving special thanks to miss nicole holiday whom you heard in today's episode and who with ralph's family's permission provided ralph's case file to me which is where i got most of my information today's episode um you know which was which was good you know it wasn't just articles it was like legit police documents um and she put me in touch with with ralph's family and um, her help and intricate knowledge on ralph's case has been invaluable to the success of this episode so, I just wanted to say thank you, and I'm so glad that I reached out to you and that we've made a connection. And I also want to take a second to thank Ralph's family for trusting us enough to cover Ralph's case and also for taking the time to speak with me, um, especially Rob's mother, Miss Korea Taylor, and his sister, Isabella Taylor, um, both of whom you also heard in today's episode. Um, I know this is very hard for you guys probably to relive everything. And um, I truly appreciate it, and I honestly hope that we can help move Ralph's case forward and get him the justice that he truly deserves. And if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to ask. So for Ralph's family, um, their search has has and always will be for one thing, you know, the truth. The truth about what happened to Ralph, because it's highly unlikely. Unlikely. That he committed suicide, as we've made abundantly clear. Um, along with that truth, will hopefully come the justice that Ralph so deserves. And Ralph's sister Isabella touched on this.
2: Because I know we are—we aren't coming from hatred. We aren't coming from a point of hatred or envious or or, or any of those things. We just coming from the love that we have for Ralph and justice for him, because he truly deserve justice. It's not about Kayla. It's it's about justice for my brother. and, it, and for it's, Ralph. it's not even about him being my brother. It's about justice for this man.
0: And Ralph's mother, Miss Korea, also shared her daughter's sentiments and told me.
2: I really want to know what actually happened to my right. son. I really mm-hmm. want to know the truth about his case and not something that somebody don't you know, sit down and put together. Right.
4: Just the raw facts and what happened and not, right. What what type of narrative right. they're trying to spin, right?
2: Okay. Exactly. I just want to get his cases
0: open and get back mm-hmm. is what I want not say. So today instead of our usual pre recorded conclusion, um I wanted to leave you with words from a woman who has had to endure the worst possible pain a parent could ever experience the death of a child. And even worse than that, Miss Korea has not only lost her child. She's also been left with many questions about what truly happened to her son between December 20th, 2018 and March 22nd,
2: 2019. This has been a long year and a half for me. One long, a year and a half for me, you know, and it's, 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 it's very hard when you lose a child. It's hard to come to effect with it. And it's like, uh, I haven't lost him I just feel like more like he's just away for for a while. You know, but it's a hurting feeling and it's very hard to deal with. It's a struggle for me every day. Every day is a struggle.